0: Hey everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Kellen's Petty Talk Show. Today on the show, I'm joined by my old friend Jeremy Moorhead to discuss the Candyman franchise and to give an in-depth look at our viewpoints on each film, including the new effort from Nia DeCosta and Jordan peele You'll hear tons of spoilers in this discussion, as to be expected. So fair warning. Overall, this was a lot of fun, and these film discussions are actually what I meant to do with the podcast from the very beginning. So expect a lot more of these to start popping up regularly. Massive thanks again to Jeremy for taking time to hang with me and bullshit about these flicks. We're both massive horror fans and can appreciate just about anything. And we had a very fun conversation displaying our positive and negative thoughts on this often overlooked franchise. There's some really cool horror guests booked for episodes in September, so stay tuned for those. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget, be my
1: victim.
0: Doing. I need all ears On me As I interview Legends for
1: thee so Grab your friends Your dog And your fish It's time to rip A new episode For the
0: kids So sit back relax And enjoy the show Welcome to the It's Penny Talk Show Sit back relax And enjoy the
2: show Welcome to the
1: So we'll just, yeah, we'll um, yeah, we'll just uh, kind of bullshit it, you know, in in the beginning, you know, you say whatever you normally say in the beginning of your stuff, and then we'll just we'll just get into a natural conversation. That's Dude, like all I years. ever
0: spew is bullshit. So yeah, <laughs> same. Welcome, welcome to my show. <laughs> <laughs> same. So, same. Uh- As I was just telling you, anybody that's listening, uh, this is the very first film discussion I've ever done on Kellen's Petty Talk Show. This is actually what we were supposed to be doing on the show to begin with, and we kind of just turned it into this whole celebrity interview thing, which I still enjoy doing, but I'm happy to finally mix it up a little bit and do a little bit of both. So happy and pleased to be joined by Jeremy Moorhead today. Did I say that right? Yeah, dude. Yeah, Perfect. you got it, man. Make, making sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> stoked to talk about the new Candyman movie and all the other Candyman movies all together. So let's just get into it,
1: dude. So. Yeah, it uh, it it was uh, an adventure uh, getting through all of these movies. Um, I <laughs> I I I will admittedly say that I am not uh like an avid Candyman fan, right? Like I yeah. know like like some people like they love it. It's their shit. They buy. Yeah. All the merchandise they buy, you know, the figures, all that stuff. Like, you know, you, you asked me a few days ago, like, Hey, do you want to come on the show and, and talk about the Candyman movies? And I told you, I was like, dude, I, I have only ever seen the first one.
0: Like <laughs> dude, that's like, and, mo- that's most people though.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, what's funny is that like, like most DVD collectors I've had two and three on DVD for like ever. fucking decades, dude, for fucking decades. Yeah. And dude candyman 3 was literally still cellophane wrapped I think at one point <laughs> I think at one point I opened candyman 2 and was like I'm gonna watch this and then I was like nope <laughs> because that one was that one was unwrapped but I've I've never seen it but uh, yeah, I, I I broke open candyman 3 literally today
0: you That's know a funny dude a is it even on, is it even on DVD I have a VHS of it
1: yeah yeah it uh it's on dvd um you know that one went straight to video as well um p- part two kind of did also um i think it yeah. was like a like a showtime or hbo max or not hbo max but a uh, showtime or hbo like re- direct release and i think maybe had a like a few limited screenings theatrically but uh, two was pretty much dumped straight to video for the most part and so was three um yeah so this new one is the first one that's that's graced the screen uh, properly since the first one, man.
0: So yeah, Candyman 3. We'll get to that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, uh, it, it, it's, it's been an adventure, you know, um, like I said, getting through those. Because I'm not, you know, like I said, a, a Candyman fanatic. Um, yeah. You know, when the first time I met Tony Todd, I had him sign a Wishmaster poster. So that should, that should show you. I, and he was not thrilled to sign it. Let me tell you like, Oh really? Dude. Yeah. I mean, you would think that him having something different other than Candyman in front of him um, yeah. would have been something he'd be like, Oh shit, something different. But I feel like when I put it down, he was like, Oh, like I'm not, this isn't even really my thing. Like I was just briefly in this thing. Like, I don't know. I just got the feeling yeah. he wasn't stoked to sign it, but uh, it was cool, man
0: maybe he just thinks he was just like a cameo more than anything. yeah yeah
1: yeah i put in some work on that on that wishmaster poster man that was <laughs> amazing amazing movie did
0: you meet what's the main guy's name andrew or something andrew Div- divoff divoff yeah
1: yeah i f- i finally met him like several years ago at a rock and shock convention
0: oh dude i've always wanted to go to those i heard they're not coming back no no nah, that, nah,
1: that that one closed up shop it it you know i can respect uh I can respect them for a lot of the reasons they said, yeah, we're, we're done. It's just not feasible to do anymore. Yeah. They said a big a big part of it was uh, due to the celebrities raising their prices. They said they just – it became harder and harder for them to justify putting on these shows when the celebrities were charging what they were charging. And the guarantees for the celebrities just kept going up. And they were like, you know what? Like, we're, we're done. We did this for X amount of time, and it was great. And now it's just become a thing that we're just not really interested in
0: doing. So I kind of respect them for that dude the prices have gotten ridiculous over the years I mean honestly back like not even 10 years ago like it was twenty dollars to get an autograph from pretty much everybody and now it's you know minimally 40 bucks and if you if you get anybody under that they're just like usually the nicest person ever
1: <laughs> exactly I mean dude just to give give your listeners uh, perspective yeah dude when I when I started going to conventions Robert England was charging 25 dollars no and way. 25 dollars dude and that included an <laughs> autograph and a picture dude.
0: Dude, I, I met him not even two weeks ago in Pittsburgh. And I first paid, time? First time. Oh, oh I, shit. I met him in Hollywood once. Like that's a that's a whole story. I barely met him, but like he signed like <laughs> gotcha. a he signed a DVD for free. Like that was cool. But Sweet. like two weeks ago, I met him at that Steel City Con. I waited yeah, eight, yeah. eight and a half hours. I've never waited that long for anybody in my life. The whole that was like the whole day. The whole day was gone just to meet this guy. Yeah. And it was 250 bucks for a, a picture with him and an autograph
1: dude it's so so there you go right there it was $25 for an autograph and a picture yeah. when I first met him that was like 2006 though and now he's like 150 bucks an autograph or some shit like that like it's it's stupid it's 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 crazy man and like dude the first time I met John Carpenter he was $30 really? $30 dude
0: what? yeah was that at a con? Yeah
1: yeah texas Frightmare is his first convention ever like outside of like the fangory is like an official yeah. like i'm gonna sit down and sign for days how long were those appearance. lines oh man his line was long as shit dude long <laughs> as shit and what's funny is back then you were like fuck 30 bucks because you were used to everybody charging 20 so it's like oh yeah. he's he's charging 10 extra but he's a legend so like it's cool but now you look back and like dude the last time carpenter did a. Uh, convention. I, I want to say, I think he was 80 the last time I got him. So he's gone up 50 bucks since then. But uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's gotten crazy, man. Um, but people, you know, talking about crazy is, is people are stoked for this new candy, man. Like, I feel like, oh, yeah. like this, this is something that the general horror movie public have, have really been looking forward to. Um, you know, for me personally, I, I was, in second grade when mm-hmm. the first candy man came out it was like 92 and i um, dude i re- i remember seeing the commercials for it and hearing the legend of Candyman, and yeah. and thinking like holy shit this is the scariest thing like ever like i mm-hmm. remember being in texas uh visiting my cousins and we went into my cousin's bathroom and we we said mm-hmm. Candyman five times in the mirror and then yeah. i don't think i don't think any of us slept that night like and I, I think that's where some of my disappointment uh, comes in with the Candyman franchises. I think the idea of Candyman is, is scarier thematically. Um, yeah. You know, being told like the folklore of it rather mm. than kind of what, what we've gotten, you know, I'm sure we're going to get into the the meat and potatoes of, of the Candyman franchise here in a second, but absolutely. for me, I always found the story scarier than what we actually got in the movies. Um, but uh did you ever play Candyman in the mirror? With, like when you were a kid?
0: Yeah. And I was, I've been thinking about this last couple of days. I think I used to think it was three times in the mirror and it's five right. times in the movies. Was it always five?
1: I Yeah. It was always five in the movies, but you know, maybe that's why he never showed up for us when we were kids. Yeah, we, we didn't, we, we, didn't, we, didn't <laughs> we didn't, we didn't say it enough times, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean,
0: so how did you watch the, the original one this time? Did you just like, have a dvd of it or did you watch it on streaming
1: yeah no i i i watched the dvd of it and and funny enough is i watched it maybe like
0: two years ago as well
1: like for the for the first time in a long time because i was like you know i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna watch this and i'm gonna i'm gonna appreciate it finally you ever do you ever have like a movie that's like that that, like it's something that that's beloved to other people but it's not something that necessarily clicked for you and you you like sit down to watch it and you're like i'm gonna love it this time
0: that's a hard one to think of, but I know there's like a ton like that. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a, okay, like near dark, but that's okay. not, but that's one I absolutely love. Okay. Gotcha. But that's one, that's one I don't visit like super regularly, but whenever I do, I'm like, dude, this is, this is a fucking incredible movie.
1: So good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, I I,
1: I, I watched it, uh, two months ago or, yeah, uh, two years ago. Two and years and ago. it was, it was the same thing, man. It was just like, okay, like, that was fine, but I still, I'm not walking away from it like a massive Candyman fan. So then yeah. I rewatched it again, again recently. I'm like, dude, the acting is is incredible, right? So good. The cinematography is incredible. The score is incredible. Yeah. Um, so it has all the pieces, but for me, it just doesn't click. And the one thing about the, the Candyman franchise that I, I think is the reason that I'm not really sucked in is it, it has that constant theme throughout all of the movies where it's, um, excluding the new one. Um, mm-hmm. but in the original three, it's like, okay, enter middle-aged white woman with family <laughs> problems. And then, you know, or, or whatever, they stumble upon the, the, the Candyman mythos and then, you know, insert Candyman coming and It's like, dude, for me and I, the reason I feel like I, I, I don't love this franchise is there's so much downtime and talking yeah. and, you know, which dude I'm all about, you know, story building and, and, yeah. and dialogue and stuff like that. But I feel like in these movies, it's just like, OK, like I'm here to see Candyman and you wait X amount of time. It's just people talking and it's always characters that are like Candyman's
0: not real.
1: <laughs> Candyman is not real. And it's like all of these people keep getting murdered mysteriously. And, you know, the person's made to believe like they're crazy and shit like that. And then it's like, yeah. you know, then there's your movie. Literally, that is Candyman one through three is <laughs> a middle aged white woman, uh, insert Candyman, murders happen, no one believes, you know, lead female, and then end, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's like, and then most in, in, three out of the four Candyman movies that exist right now, none of them particularly have a happy ending. It's like, so like, not yeah. only did I, not only did I watch a movie with just like a ton and a ton and a ton of dialogue of people that are just like, Candyman's not real. yeah. But then, but then the ending like hits and you're like, well, that was kind of fucking depressing, man. <laughs> okay. like, like, I don't know, you know, um, Each- I, 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 sorry, good.
0: No, I was just going to say each, each film definitely adds to the mythos and legend and stuff. And then with the new one, it kind of twists it a little bit. So I, I guess like each one, each one had a little bit of a different feel, but I see what you're saying with like, there was a lot of repetition going on.
1: Oh, for sure. And you know, that that's kind of all the, the old school horror movies that, that we love, like all of the sequels kind of start following a pattern or routine. Cause they're like, all right, well, these yeah. things work. So like, let's make sure that we're not trying to break the mold here. Let's, let's take these things that work and kind of try to spin a new story out of them. So I, I get that to a certain extent. Um, you know, I gotta, I gotta give it to, to, to Jordan Peele and Nia DaCosta. Um, I mean, at least the new one was like, okay, well we can take some similar themes, but let's completely flip this thing on its head. Um, yeah. I, I, I enjoyed that aspect. At least it wasn't just another rehashing of of the same thing that we had gotten three times before.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so, what what do you like about the original then?
1: Um, I love the I, I do love the finale, man. The uh with with the bonfire. Um, oh yeah, big time. And and the fact that at the at the very end, at least you know, like the people of Cabrini Green, like they they go to the the lead uh, Helen Lyle's funeral to pay their respects because they know yeah. that she essentially saved the child uh, from the Candyman, you know. So. That was cool. You know, one thing that, that that I always wished when I watched the original Candyman is that, so Helen at the very end, you know, spoiler if you've never seen this movie from 1992, sorry, I'm not <laughs> sorry, <laughs> is uh, at the very end, you know, her husband's in front of the mirror and she pops up at the end. And I, I love that idea. Like I, every time I've watched it, I was like, man, they should have just named her like Mary Lyle, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, she joins Candyman and it's kind of because, you know, the Bloody, the Bloody Mary legend is, is very similar to, yeah. to Candyman. You know, you say Bloody Mary in front of the mirror and the Bloody Mary appears. So, yeah, I every time I watch the movie, I'm like, man, they should have like just named her Mary. And at the very end, you know, <laughs> when when she becomes his victim, she becomes Bloody Mary, you know.
0: Well, if they called her Mary, wouldn't it wouldn't be as cool as Helen. Is- because <laughs> that's pretty perfect in the movie that's that's one of my favorite aspects of the movie is just tony todd going Holy. dude <laughs> for, and, then,
1: and then in the sequel we get Andy.
0: <laughs> yeah. dude and you know <laughs> you know what else i really love about those movies is the fact that all his catchphrases all his catchphrases start with b like yes like be my oh, victim shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, be yeah
0: yeah my witness." yeah be yeah. my children or whatever the fuck the other one was <laughs> yeah
1: yeah dude yeah i know you're you're absolutely right
0: yeah
1: you know one of one of my one of my good friends Devin. he um he loves candy man like Candyman is is his jam dude um like That's absolutely yeah dude he he loves candy man and like he you know when i explained to him that I, i'm not a mega fan right like I, i'm a fairweather fan like i like it enough but i don't yeah. i don't love it you know what i mean um yeah when I explained that to him, he was like, oh man, he was like, dude, he goes with, with, you know, with the big three, with Michael, Jason and Freddie, you know, you got slashers that show up and then fucking kill. And then they move on. Right. Yeah. He was like, he was like, that's not Candyman. And that's what makes Candyman interesting is that Candyman doesn't just want to show up and kill you. He wants to take everything away from you. He wants to murder everyone you love in front of you. And he wants to watch the tears and the pain and the suffering leave your body because that's what he experienced, you know, in his life was yeah. everything, everything being taken away from him in front of his eyes. And that kind of changed my perspective a little bit. I'm like, damn, you know, like I never thought of it like that. Like that's, that's a pretty interesting and, and straight up, you know, definitely what Candyman is. So it, it kind of changed, changed it up for me a little bit. I do, I do think that's cool. And it's definitely different than the other, the other slashers that we have.
0: Yeah, he definitely wants his victims to know what he was—he's been through. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I really dig that. So, like, what, what are, what are some, some things that you love about the original Candyman?
0: Well, one thing I noticed that's in the first and second one, and I don't, I don't know if it's in the other ones as much, but like, that, that whole sense of like, when, whenever he appears, like, you know, how Helen just kind of becomes motionless and she like almost can't move when, when she right. sees him. Yeah, I love that aspect of it. It's just like his presence is just, she's just drawn to it yeah yeah that that is cool
1: that is really cool man he like straight up like hypnotizes um you know whoever he's yeah. whoever he's tormenting because that's the best way to put it is that his films he just whoever the yeah. lead lead actor is he just torments them throughout the entire runtime so yeah that's 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 really cool
0: man um and any any of like the the leads in any of the films he doesn't just kill him off he he toys with them for the whole movie
1: yeah i I, I definitely dig that
0: i think that's cool yeah. and I, I
1: i like that approach um mm-hmm. Have you met any of the uh, the the people from the films except
0: for Tony Todd? Uh, t- definitely. I mean, Tony Todd several times. Actually, I ran sure. into I ran into him in a buffet once at Scarecon <laughs> and that was fucking hilarious. I mean, it's not like it's like not going to happen. We're in like a convention, you know, where there's a, a casino and there's a buffet. But uh, yeah, he's, he's always been really cool. Dude, do you,
1: do you follow him on Instagram? It's funny you mentioned him and food because like legit. Oh yeah. <laughs> dude, they they shouldn't just call him the candy man. They should just call him like the food the food That's man. man. <laughs> yeah, because like dude, all he posts on his Instagram he's like baked potato. <laughs> yeah. Baked Beef beans bris- and casserole. <laughs> <laughs> Beef brisket. <laughs> like he's Beef always on just on whack. <laughs> <laughs> he's always uploading pictures. So I'm like, "Oh shit. Damn." What's Tony Todd eating today? Oh, there it is. He's (laughs) he's having a corn dog.
0: It is funny when celebrities post food pics. That's not very often.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Um,
0: great guy though. Honestly, he's just to talk about him real quick. He's, he's definitely one of the nicest people I've ever met at a convention. I would say,
1: dude, he's, he's awesome, man. Um, he's all about it. I I've enjoyed meeting him, you know, the several times that I've met him. Um, it's funny. I was at a, at a horror hound years ago and Bernard Rose, was there the director of the original Candyman?
2: yeah
1: yeah and what's what's crazy is that uh so i had lent um an item out of my collection um for some photo ops yeah uh the convention knew i had a a certain item and said hey uh would you mind like bringing that so we can incorporate that into photo ops for people and i said yeah sure so i i I brought my item or whatever and they use it for photo ops so they gave me a staff shirt as Mm -hmm. as a thank you and they were like hey um keep this on the DL. Yeah. But, and this is, this is the, the people who run the convention. Um, they said on Sunday, just put the shirt on and just walk up to the celebs that you want autographs from and just let them know that you're staff and they're going to sign for free for you.
0: Oh, I'm sure. So like, yeah. I had that happen once too, but go on.
1: <laughs> no, but like, like not on the shirt, like whatever I wanted. Signed. Oh, really? Like, yeah. 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 What, whatever I wanted signed, they would sign. Yeah. Um, but, but by wearing the shirt, it, it, notified them like okay like this guy is part of staff or whatever so yeah. i showed it was, it was a yellow shirt um it was like a child's play uh, reunion was going on oh, so like it was man. a yellow shirt yeah and it's like good guys on it or something and uh so i was like all right cool you know like i did trek, you know this item you know in my car for fucking yeah. 10 hours to this event so yeah I'll, I'll i'll take advantage of that so i did i you know i walked up to a couple like i got walked up to chris sarandon and like you know it's not like i'm walking up to the celebrity like Hey, sign this for free. Like I w- I walk up to their handler and I'm like, Hey, I'm part of staff. You know, they said it would be cool to get this item signed. And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. So I got, I got like Chris Sarandon and I got, um, Brad Doriff and, and different people. And they signed for free for me, you know, wow. um, for, for that. But what's funny is I walked up to Bernard Rhodes and I didn't even ask for an autograph from him. Yeah. Um, I just, I said, Hey, um, you know, I'm part of staff and I was, I was wondering if I could just grab a picture with you. And he goes, oh, uh, no, you have to purchase an autograph (laughs) or or, uh, you have to purchase a photo. And I was like, yeah. um," And, you know, I name dropped the owner of the convention. I was like, you know, they specifically told me, like, I'm just, dude, I'm just, I'm not trying to even get an autograph from you. I'd, I'd just like a picture with you. Like, I, there's no yeah. monetary value on that. You know what I mean? It's only sentimental value. And there, <laughs> and Bernard Rose just sat there and looked at me like a freaking fish alien and was like, <laughs> yeah, no, you're going to have to pay for that. And I was like, well, I hope you have a great weekend. I'm not really. I'm really not a huge Candyman fan anyway. So it's cool. <laughs> I no, I, I didn't, I didn't say that last part, obviously, but yeah, I was like, all right, man, well, no, no worries. Have a, wow. have a great weekend. Yeah. It was, it was, it was an awkward exchange, man.
0: <laughs> that sucks. If, if it makes you feel any better, I was just talking about this on my last episode. Um, the rudest person I ever met at convention was Christy Swanson. No shit. And yeah, she sucks. Um, I basically went up to her and it's kind of like a similar sort of thing. Um, me and my friend go up to her and I was like, what was it like working with Adam Sandler on big daddy? And she goes, it was all right. Are you going to buy anything? She said it just like that. Oh my God. dude! And I, I turn around, there's two people in line behind me and I just look back at her and I'm like, no. And then I, I just laughed and walked away. Oh, I was like, dude. I can't, I can't believe you, <laughs> dude.
1: I, man i'm trying to think back like convention wise uh i mean i i saw michael madsen he was he was shit-faced at a convention like that's not surprising like yeah like pretty much almost falling out of his chair and like people (laughs) would walk up and have entire conversations with him and he'd be like what what the fuck did you just say like what do you want me to sign um you know i think it's so weird like sometimes you know you you get somebody that it had you know a minor part in a film that you love and you're like okay yeah. like i'm gonna go get their autograph because you know we're horror movie fans that's what we do even if you didn't have like a lead part like we like to get yeah anyone and everyone we can on our on our items right so i walked up to uh uh the fake daniel harris not not the rebellion harris but uh jc brandy from halloween six you know oh, okay. she was the she was the stand-in uh jamie lloyd in yeah. halloween six because you know obviously um they didn't want to pay the money daniel harris wanted to for Halloween six. So they hired another actress that looked nothing yeah. like Daniel Harris. So she was, she was at a, at a, a horror hound. Uh, or no, I'm sorry. It was a, it was a monster mania. Yeah. Um, and they were doing a Halloween six reunion. So I walk up and like, literally like, there is no one at her table. And so she is texting on her phone. So like I walk <laughs> up and just like, I'm not trying to be rude either. You know what I mean? So like I walk up like slowly and I just place my poster down on the table yeah. And so I just, I, I was patient. I stood there and like legit, like in her peripheral vision, like she could see me. She knew that there was a person standing literally a foot yeah. away from her and she continued to just text. And I'm not joking when I tell you it was for like two or get three out. minutes, two or three minutes to the point where I finally, I said, hi, hi um, oh I my was, God. I was hoping to get you to sign my poster. And she was like, oh yeah, hold on one second. And continue to text for like another minute, and I was like, I was like, dude, is this the point where I just grab my poster and say fuck it? And I was like, man, I've already waited a couple minutes, so yeah, I still had her sign it, and I, I got a picture with her just because I'm a completist. Yeah, uh, and and then I walked away like, well, that was fucking weird, man. That well, like, well,
0: <laughs> that was, what was just her, weird. What was her reaction when she finally looked up to you though? Was she, she like,
1: so yeah, finally she just put her phone down and was like, oh, okay, and like signed the poster. And I was like, yeah, can I get a picture with you? She was like, sure. And she like stood up and I got my picture taken with her and I just ha- have have a good one. And I just walked away. Like there was no, Ugh. there was no conversation. There was, there was no exchange like that. So <laughs> I, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was weird. So it's kind of, it's kind of weird when, when those things, when those things happen, man, I don't know.
0: I got one more funny one to say. Hit me. Um, so what's your face from the exorcist, Linda Blair? Mm, oh. <laughs> oh, you already know. You already know. Everyone knows. Um, so yeah. basically, uh, the Hollywood show, um, which is actually tomorrow. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I met her there a couple, couple years ago. And uh, I had already met her before, already had her autograph, pictures, all that. And we just we waited all day. We, we met everybody else who wanted to meet and we just figured we'd hit her at last on the way out to say hi. And uh, by the time it was time to get to her, she was already packing up, getting ready to go. And we go over and I shit you not. She looks up and just like rolls her eyes and goes, what do you guys want?
1: To give you money.
0: Yeah, I shit you <laughs> not. And then basically uh. my genius idea, I go, oh, I just wanted to learn about your dog sanctuary. No joke. Oh, no. no joke. She puts whatever she was like putting away. She puts it down she talks to me for 45 minutes about her da- dog sanctuary.
1: <laughs>
0: he is hundred percent there for that reason. And that reason only <laughs> like, she yeah, can less about the movie. stuff. No,
1: <laughs> no, uh, you know, I, I held off on meeting her for years. I just, I finally met her uh, yeah. in 2019 for the first time ever, because I, I heard so many horror stories that I was like, man, I love the exorcist and I don't want to fuck that up. by having a bad experience <laughs> with her. Yeah. So, so, uh, when I met her, dude, um, she was like three hours late coming to her table. Oh no! And then I waited for like an hour, and like right before me, yeah. her handler was like, "I'm so sorry, she has to go do photo ops now." And no, I was like, "You got to be fucking <laughs> kidding me, dude! Like this is like so many fucking hours now." Yeah. So I'm like, uh, "What the fuck? What could I say?" I was like, uh, "Okay." So like when she came, <laughs> when she came back, I thought like, all right. So like not only did I wait all this time, but like she's probably gonna be rude as fuck to me.
2: Yeah,
1: dude, dude. She came back and was so nice, yeah, and so sweet and so talkative and like that's cool. Apologized for the photo ops, apologized for being late, and was just like so sweet to me that I was like, yeah, oh, okay, like well, good. I still love The Exorcist, and I got my shit signed, I got my picture yeah. taken with her, and was able to was able to move on, man, you know, and and still, still keep the, uh, you know, the love of, of the exorcist intact without a a horrible Linda Blair story.
0: No, she's definitely a really cool person. Like the first time we met her, which was actually that same convention we met Tony Todd at when I ran into him at the buffet. Uh, this was scare, (laughs) scare in 2013. Um, and I just remember meeting her there and she was super nice. Um, like no issues there. And even at the Hollywood show, like even though she was kind of weird, like when I first went up to her because she was trying to leave, um, you know when we were talking about the dog stuff she was like super into it and just super nice. Dude yeah, that's awesome. You're That's up. awesome. Oh there you yep. go. Yeah. Um so anyways, uh back can- to Candyman, Candyman.
1: <laughs> Yeah, Candy Candyman. Do you have any any other callouts for the for the first one?
0: Yeah dude, I fucking love any movie that takes place in Chicago and honestly the whole like cold windy feel of the movie is just perfect. It's got a great atmosphere. I love that whole like opening shot with the the opening credits where it's like above the traffic. Yeah. That's it's all very cool. Um, but yeah, the setting's perfect for me. Beautifully shot, man. Beautifully, beautifully shot. Um, but yeah, like any any movie in Chicago, I, I genuinely really like like Child's Play, Poltergeist Three. Oh um, yeah. Are you a fan of that one?
1: Uh which one? Poltergeist three? Pol- Poltergeist three. What a what a weird fucking movie. It's a like- weird movie. What a, what a weird movie, but, like, the thing that I love about Poltergeist 3 is that it's all, dude, all those effects are done practically. On like,
0: camera, yeah. Like, holy
1: shit, all on camera, like, straight wizard yeah. shit.
0: yeah, Like,
1: what they were able to accomplish in camera Crazy. is fucking mind-blowing and is an achievement in horror filmmaking, in my opinion. So, like, it even is. though it's a we- it's a weird movie, you know, when I was a kid, that was my favorite one yeah really the third one was my favorite because i was just the claustrophobic setting of the the high rise like i just uh man it just i i loved that one as a kid so yeah it was a that was a fucking but it's a weird movie man it's a weird one
0: it's also really sad though like the whole thing with with her dying during And i don't know if you know that that girl at the very end is not her it's like a stunt double
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That. yeah. Imagine, imagine how weird that was on set. Like, okay, well our lead actress is
0: gone. So yeah. now
1: we're gonna, now we're going to film a yeah. stand in like that had to be so strange oh. and sad for everyone. Yeah,
0: didn't they have like the funeral and then they like finished it like weeks later. Yeah. That's just, that's so shitty. Yeah. It's horrible. Um, But anyways, <laughs> on a positive note, Candyman.
2: <laughs> Candyman. <laughs>
0: uh, let's see here. I like, I like the whole investigated uh, feel of the movie, too, with, like, the urban legend. That's always cool. Um, yeah. It almost seemed like a running gag to have Ted Raimi in every movie in the 80s and 90s.
1: <laughs> no shit. So seeing no him shit. pop
0: up in Candyman was kind of funny. Dude, uh, of anytime, we a,
1: <laughs> anytime we get a, a Ted Raimi appearance is, uh, is, is cool in my book. In fact, he's actually, I'm, I'm going to a convention tomorrow as well. I'm really? going to, yeah, I'm going to Creature Feature Con in uh, Connecticut. Or not Connecticut, I'm sorry, uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania.
0: Oh, Andrew Bernarski is going to that. Bernarski. Bernarski. <laughs>
1: Bernarski, however the fuck you say his last name from uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Um, yeah, so Ted Ted Ramey is going to be at that show as well. Um, I'm actually fucking really glad that you just mentioned that because... Yeah. I already have my posters packed up and I totally forgot an Evil Dead piece that I gotta put in my uh my
0: poster tube carrier oh, thing. Perfect.
1: Oh so, yeah, thanks, thanks thanks for the reminder. You Ted are Thanks You're welcome. Ted Ramey for being in Candyman.
0: <laughs> Good job, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually going to Days of the Dead Vegas in October. I just I don't know if I'm gonna make it to that one, but I'm gonna try. Yeah. Because it's the same weekend as Monster Palooza. I don't know who decided to schedule that, but yeah uh, I, you know D-
1: days of the dead is kind of synonymous with doing stuff like that they're like oh there's this convention's going on this time fuck it we're doing one too yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: they uh, definitely run a good con though i mean i i've enjoyed the days of the dead ones i've gone to they're pretty pretty easy
1: i, I met clive barker so that's my tie-in uh, yeah me too with, with with this discussion i met clive barker out of days of the dead so
0: yeah and for um, those that don't know candy man is based on the forbidden by clive barker yeah so hell yeah, <laughs>
1: I've never, I've never read the, uh, the source material. I'd like to, I'd like to get into that because I think from, from what yeah. I understand is that instead of it being set in like Chicago, it's like set up in the UK and stuff like
0: that. I wonder if the candy aspect is in his story. Cause it's really not in the first candy man. I mean, they really don't touch on the candy aspect until the new one. Yeah.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah. Kind of you know, bizarre. I'll- I, I can't wait to discuss the, uh, the new candy main with you. Uh,
0: I, I think that was like Roger Ebert or whatever wrote that. There was like a funny yeah. review I was reading the other day and his like tagline on like the article was where's the candy.
1: <laughs> Where, there was no candy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> he still gave it like three stars though. I think at the time. Yeah. It's Pretty good. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I do, I do love like the social commentary in in you know, all of the films um, in and in, in the franchise, you know, it, yeah. it, there's a lot to be said and, you know, um, I, Candyman may have been one of the first horror films to really, you know, touch on a lot of the social injustices for the African-American people and big time, like the, the ramifications of those things. And, you know, um, it creating, you know, this, you know, it's evil that creates an evil, you know, mm-hmm. what, what year um,
0: did uh, Tales from the Hood come out? Was that a, that was a couple of years later?
1: Man, 90s, so. 90s. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe a couple years, a couple years after
0: Candyman, I think. 95, 96, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, that theme song, the theme song, Helen's, Helen's theme, I think it's called. Yeah. So good. It's gotta be one of my faves. So good, man. So
1: the, the, the score to to Candyman is just, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, Mm -hmm. like I, you know, so many elements of, of the movie is, is a perfect recipe, but it just, it's just something that's never. It's yeah. never clicked for me, man. Like I, and it should, because I like the story. I like mm. the cinematography. I like the score. I like the acting. It's just as a whole, I'm like, I find it just kind of boring in the exposition, <laughs> in the exposition scene yeah. where it's like, you're you're waiting for the Candyman
0: to pop back up. Just a lot of delayed scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I, know, I feel you there. Um, but Virginia Madsen, we got to give it to her. Cause it's like, she kills it in it. Like if she wasn't, if she wasn't great in it, I feel like it definitely would not have the power it does, you know, at least on like the level of the fans it has.
1: Yeah, she was Um, she was fantastic, man.
0: She carries the movie
1: big time. Yeah, it's it's funny. I mentioned meeting her brother and he was a drunken shit show.
0: (laughs) Michael Madsen. Yeah. Oh wait, they're related? What?
1: Yeah, I think they're brother and sister. Yeah.
0: No way. I never realized that ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Get out, dude.
1: Yeah. Could you imagine that fucking family reunion?
0: Dude, they don't even like seem alike at all. Yeah. Uh, wow. I'm fairly
1: certain, man. I'll have to, I'll have to,
0: to Google that. That's fucking <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty,
1: pretty positive.
0: Wow. I never knew that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tony Todd, like the whole Helen thing. It almost sounds like he's recording that in like a toilet bowl. <laughs> it's like Helen. I was just thinking about yeah. that while I was watching it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they, they are brother and sister. I was right.
0: Uh, you checked it. Yeah, I just checked it. Fucking wild. I never knew I that. Said,
1: I said it, and then I was like, well, fuck. Am I, am I right? Because if not, like whoever listens to this is going
0: to be like, he doesn't know what
1: the fuck he's talking about.
0: This is why I love doing <laughs> these things, because I learn things I would never know. I would never have known yeah. that. I don't think I yeah. ever would know that ever again. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dude, the, the shot of the dog's severed head, too. That's, that's an eerie sight. You know,
1: it, it definitely is, and it's effective. But can we collectively from like this point on stop, like using animals and movies to like for shock value. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I mean, that, that used to be a trope where, you know, it would usually be early on in the movie to let the audience know, like, Oh, like that you're in for a fucking scary, <laughs> scary, fucked up ride. You know what I mean? But like, God, I, I, I think
0: that every John time Carpenter. I
1: see. Him. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Halloween. yep, And I, now when I watch these 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 movies and they introduce a dog, you know, or an animal, I'm like, don't fucking do it, man. Come on. It's yeah. 2021, baby. Stop. We get it. <laughs> Let them live.
0: <laughs> you know what my favorite scene of Candyman is? The the part and the part where she goes to jail and the girl's like, left breast, <laughs> right <laughs> breast. This <laughs> is <just> so awkward. <laughs> Dude, I love it. I love it. But anyways, um, any any other thoughts on the first Candyman?
1: Uh, I mean, it'll probably be another seven to eight years before I watch it again. I mean, it's just Hilarious. it's fine. It's it's fine. Uh, it's just not not my thing. It's when I'm looking for a, a horror movie to put on and, and have a good time with. It's it's not yeah. that um, it's mm-hmm. excellently done. Just not my cup of tea. So um, I, I, I like Again, I like the mythos that it sets up, and I I love the story of the Candyman. It's just, yeah. Uh, That's the last thing I have to say about about the first film is that it's just, it's not feel good. It's not something that I put on. I I also, like, I mean, I really don't find, like, the shots of the Candyman to be scary, right? He shows up, he does the hypnotized thing, and then it's like the hook, okay, you're dead thing. I don't know, There's (laughs) never. there's never... There's never a point where I'm like, oh fuck, to where it's like you have that like that tension. There's never a scene where there's a cat and mouse situation yeah. with with the candyman in the original first three films. Like there's yeah. never, you know, a person who's fleeing from him to escape and hiding, and then shots of him like looking for and almost finding them. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. there's never that element of suspense in the Candyman films, which I think is a big reason why. Um, I, I don't naturally gravitate towards it because it's just something that it doesn't it doesn't excite me and it doesn't scare me either
0: yeah no that's uh, that's totally fine um was i was gonna say I fucking forgot this whole pod
1: this whole podcast is just gonna be being like it's just gonna be me being like oh i just uh i don't
0: really dig candy man yeah you're just throwing shade at tony todd <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> oh so, no um, tony todd tony todd was fucking
0: great no, tony todd kills it yeah i mean i yeah. i can i can understand like if it's not like scary enough but um yeah the fucking bees scare me even more than candy man i dude. hate bees, dude i hate bees so seeing them swarm and stuff i'm like oh my god i hide. Dude, we got and we got to give it up to,
1: to tony tat uh, tony todd and a couple of the other actors in in the franchise man because they use real bees and there's like real oh, fucking
0: bees the shot with him and like with them in his mouth dude that's insane fuck man like i don't know how, how could do you it could you
1: imagine that day on set they're like okay tony so like open your mouth and i'm gonna put live fucking bees
0: in it (laughs) i wonder if like they even like told him that until like you know deep into the whole thing you know like i I bet when he read the script i don't even know if it would have like said that dude yeah i mean i I feel like he would have just said no
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i bet you he before that shot he like he made a a call to his agent was like you're going to get me stunt pay extra, correct?
0: <laughs> you done <laughs> fucked up.
1: <laughs> They're putting fucking bees in my mouth, Jerry. <laughs> bees in my mouth, Jerry. I want <laughs> stunt pay as well.
0: What's for lunch? <laughs> um, <laughs> Tuna <yeah>. tartar. <laughs> Tuna. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I I think candy. The first one's definitely my favorite of the bunch. Sure. I don't. I don't know about you, but um, that's that's my personal fave,
1: dude. I I I have to go. Uh, which is a segue and in, into the to the next film is part two is is my favorite in in the franchise, really? man. Yeah, I fucking yeah. love
0: too. Too actually. I I just I, I think I watched it like once before, but rewatching it now, like I didn't really remember too much. So I don't know if I did. Sure.
1: I honest. dude. I just saw it. I just saw it for the first time fucking yesterday.
0: And it was sick, Ever. right? It was pretty Ever, fun.
1: Dude. It, you know, I feel like a lot of the things that I, I was kind of hoping for out of, out of the first one, I, I, I we got with the second one. Um, yeah. Like, I, I love the kid element, like, the, you know, that uh, mm. Annie, you know, was the teacher of these kids and, and, you yeah. know, the kids were in, 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 the film to kind of, you know, show the, the fear that children have of the Candyman and the belief, you know, because when you get older, you know you stop believing in the boogeyman certain things or some of us do but but kids man they they believe in that shit uh and you know i i I love that they use the the kids as exposition of like okay no the Mm candy man's real you know you can't say it blah 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 so they kind of they kind of use the kids as a a means to to tell the candy man mythos and and i thought that was that was really great um Mm I, I really dug that. I dug the uh, the scenes of of her teaching in, in the classroom. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, another thing that I that I liked that I, that they were like further establishing his, his the Candyman story was the mirror, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, dude, I think I, in my opinion, the best scene in the entire franchise, and I will I will stand by this forever, is the That's flashback one. scene. With Robitaille when the townspeople come for him and they brutally, you know, saw his hand off in, in front yeah. of his, his, his lover and they smear the honey on him and they start, you know, the, one of the kids in the crowd is like, what, like candy. Oh, and he licks himself man. and he's like, candy, <laughs> candy man. And then the, the crowd you know, chants Candyman five times, and then like after he yeah. gets stung by all those bees, they hold the mirror up to him, which is where the mirror aspect of of traps of his, his legend, yeah, yeah, traps his soul. So I love that that mirror became like like the stake to the heart for him, or like a crucifix to a vampire. Yeah. um I, I loved that like this is the instrument that we can, you know, his soul is is bound to it because of. You know, when he was dying, looking into his lover's eyes, they they showed him how repulsive he looked. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's such a like, you know, a strong narrative as far as the social commentary as well. You know, um, as far as, you know, the whole crowd is nothing but, you know, Caucasian people. And they're just mm-hmm. chanting and abusing this guy and making him feel like an alien and making him look at himself in the mirror to let him know that you're an outsider. You're not like us. Right. Yeah. That's, pa- that's powerful stuff, man. No, um, absolutely. I just, I, I loved that scene and it was, it was masterfully created. Um, but I loved, I loved the mirror aspect. It's like, we got to fucking find the mirror. Yeah. I thought I really, I really dug that man.
0: little tiny ass mirror too. It's hard to find <laughs> dude
1: it, with a little like snake, like emblem wrapped around it. Like, dude, that mirror is fucking was, rad.
0: That's a sick ass mirror, dude. I want one. I, <laughs> dude. I'm
1: I'm when I grow my beard back out, I'm trying to like, like look in <laughs> look in that mirror as I'm combing it.
0: I'm gonna find a replica
1: somewhere, <laughs> dude. Yeah, dude. it's probably on Etsy, man. Everything's on Etsy these days.
0: But I love how that like one professor character comes back to like start off the sequel, you know, on his little Candyman book tour in New Orleans. Yeah. I yep. thought that was cool. I mean, he's kind of like an asshole in the first one, and you just kind of want you want to see him die. Sure. Uh, yeah, I thought it's definitely a really strong like you know opening with him. Um, the only thing I didn't like about his kill scene though is like I feel like the sound effects weren't effective enough like this literally the sound effects i thought sure. they were like too muted like gotcha. when he stabs them do you notice that? Yeah. yeah 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 it was kind of like muted like i wanted to hear yeah. like a like <sighs> like i want to hear it
1: i mean they probably by the time they they noticed that it was fucked up they're like we're too far gone like, we gotta yeah, we got it. We got a release date to make the these horror fans won't know the difference.
0: Yeah, Tony Todd had to make a dinner reservation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so fun fun fact about part two is that Clive Barker actually wrote the story for it. So he didn't write the screenplay. Yeah, but it's it, from from what I I can tell or or that I've read is that he kind of wrote a treatment for it and That's gave funny. it to this gave it to the studio and was like, Well, this is what I would do if I was going to make this movie. Go for it. And yeah, exactly. And so I guess, you know, they, they took his story and adapted it into a screenplay. So you can definitely see that he kind of had his little imprint on it. Yeah, for sure. Um, But also the studio, I think at that point, were definitely trying to capitalize. They're like, okay, well pe- people responded to this and they like it. Um, so maybe Candyman could be like the next Freddy or Jason. So yeah. that's why I feel like in the second one, especially they, they tried to create, you know, certain aspects to, to, you know, make him an icon, you know, like the, like the mirror. And then they went down, you know, the, the star Wars Halloween two route, of course. Right. There's the familial connections. Right. So, you know, the big plot twist at the end is that, you know, Annie is, is a distant relative of uh, Daniel Robotai. So, um, you know, they, they incorporated things like that, that, that really, um, that really worked. What was your what was your favorite kill in the movie? Can
0: Can you think of your favorite kill in the second one? Yeah, I don't really know. Like definitely, like the like you said, the Candyman scene was really great. um Still awesome. Um, but like kill that he did. I mean, like the like I said, the opening one's pretty effective. Besides, like the shitty sound effects that were used. Sure. Um, I'm trying to think. Name some of the kills. For some reason, it's like I'm blanking because I'm thinking of the third one because I watched that most recently.
1: Right so I, I liked the, uh, the shop owner that he was like making the ices, you know what I mean? Like with the syrup and the oh, ice yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. That um, so good. I liked his death, dude, cause they used one camera shot that was completely like out of place to how the rest of the film was shot. Like, it's really? like they, anch- they anchored like, like yeah. a GoPro almost like on the <laughs> shop owner. And when, he threw uh, him through the wall, <laughs> yeah. When he threw him through the wall, like it shows him flying through the air and screaming, but like the GoPro shot just looked, so wonky compared to like <laughs> everything else in the movie I was like dude that was like fucking weird but i, yeah. I laughed when i watched it but i was like <laughs> all right i think that was i think that that was my favorite kill right there
0: it was a really silly kill too it was dude it was just the way his head came through and like i don't know like they went a little overboard on the makeup too like when you see his head coming through it, it just yeah. a little too much yeah but i loved it
1: i think it that's why funny. i liked it it was it was so over the top that i was like you <laughs> yeah. know what I fucking really dug that.
0: <laughs> it was like a trauma. That was like a trauma kill for some reason. Dude, one hundred percent. that's B movie vibes.
1: <laughs> dude, that that's a great analogy, man. That's
0: that's perfect. Um, but yeah, with this one, I mean, it's 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 each each film of the, like the first three just kept changing location. Like you got the first one in Chicago, this one was New Orleans, then the next one was L.A. Um, yep. But but this one, I really liked the New Orleans aspect. You know, it was like really wet, really gritty. I don't know if you liked it.
1: Yeah. No, I, I dug that. So, okay. So you live in LA. Like do they yeah. celebrate day of the dead like that in
0: LA prop? Maybe in like the area where they were, that's like Boyle Heights or whatever. Okay. Um, they probably do. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I'm not in like a super like Mexican area right here. I'm in Burbank. Right. Gotcha. Um, but I mean, every, every area is pretty diverse, but yeah, I haven't really gone over there during like day of the dead season.
1: Yeah, because we'll, we'll watch in part three, like when they were doing like the whole Day of the Dead thing, I was like, dude, why does that just look like Mardi
0: Gras? Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. So I was I was
1: curious whether they, uh, you know, they celebrated that shit like that.
0: But you know that like Mardi Gras, like dancing in the rain that looked kind of fun in the second one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With the one fat guy on the mic, like doing dude, like, the I, DJ dude. <laughs> shit.
1: <laughs> dude, the whole the whole movie he's like, hey, everybody go out and get some cold beer and just get fucked Fucked up like (laughs) yeah yeah. like the whole movie he's like talking over and then you finally see him at the end of the movie because you heard the voice the whole film and that in the movie it's like it's a dude that uh looks like one of the heavier set guys from snl i can't think of his fucking name right now john belushi no like newer newer snl but yeah john belushi works fine too and all of a sudden no 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 newer newer age
2: Uh but
1: like fucking it showed like it shows him finally he, he talks throughout the whole movie and then when they finally show him it's just like a fat dude in a diaper like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, then like it served ultimately like no no purpose in the film
0: and, and the, you said the main girl the, her name's annie right annie. yeah she like yeah Annie. it's like always changing to a new name annie. Um, yeah no but it's like that girl starts running through the, the dance party. I just wanted to see her just be like, fuck it. And just like bust out a dance move. <laughs> you know what? Candy man, he's chasing me, but this is too cool. This is a party. <laughs> dude,
1: she's like, well, wait a minute. That's my song.
0: Yeah. But wait a minute. This is my jam. <laughs> that is my song.
1: You know, one,
0: one thing that is
1: just blaringly obvious with, uh, with Candyman too, was, you know, this was what? 95 that they did this one.
0: I want to say that's pretty correct.
1: Yeah, I think I think 95. So like CGI was was still, you know, it had been out for a few years, but was still kind of in its in its infancy. Like when I think of CGI and like the first time it was really utilized the correct way, it was Jurassic Park, which was 93. Oh, um, but, you know, obviously, Candyman 2 is not going to have Jurassic Park money. Right. So no. when they uh, when they incorporate in the CGI beats like that's. That's when you, it's just like black dots on the screen that are like
0: fluttering around. Oh yeah, look totally ridiculous.
1: Yeah, um, that, that's one of, the, one of the only complaints I have is that, you know, it was in a time where studios were like, I think we could do this digitally. And then, so they don't film it practically while they're on location. And then when they get into post, they're like, well, this is just going to have to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I was about to say, it's probably like, they put so much effort into doing it and put so many hours into it. They're like, eh, fuck it. It's the 90s.
1: it makes me wonder too like if at that time yeah you know because like when when you got your first cell phone that had a camera on it right like i'm older than you like i remember like a not having a cell phone yeah i remember i remember i remember when like cell phones like first came out right yeah you didn't even have a fucking camera on it so then when you finally got a cell phone that had a camera on it and you were taking pictures you were like yo this is amazing and then if you go back and look at some of those pictures like dude I go back and look at some of my old convention pictures sometimes, and I'm like, holy shit, it looks like this picture was taken on a Game Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, holy shit, like, this looks terrible. So, like, I wonder, like, if at that time they were like, it looks like real fucking bees.
2: Yeah, probably. That
1: that looks like bees. Y'all did a great job. And now you look at it, you're like, that is a mess.
0: It might have looked a little silly, but, yeah, it's... Definitely opened people's eyes how, how far it's come for sure. I'm sure. Oh. I'm sure at the time, like you said, like it probably was like a little cooler than it is now. Now yeah, it kind of ground- laughable.
1: Yeah, it was groundbreaking. They're like,
0: <laughs> the like whoa, crew- look at that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the cast and crew were like, believe it or not, those aren't real bees. They did that
0: in post. It's like those uh-huh, bees not- were like flying right at me. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, man, I I I like I said earlier, man, I I love. I loved part two. Like I thought, part two was—it's definitely my favorite in the series. It's de- it's it's one that if if I get in the mood to watch a Candyman movie, like I'm gonna put part
0: two on for sure. Yeah, it's a very solid sequel, and I, I've known that for a while because I, I picked up the Screen Factory Blu-ray of that, and I just you know my friend Peter that you know and like a bunch of people back it pretty hard, and they yeah. just, they say it's like you know it's a really good follow-up, and for some reason I just never really believed that, and I just put it off. And I I really, I really do believe this was the first time I saw it besides like clips though. I know I've seen that like professor scene, like where he gets killed. I know I've watched that like on YouTube, Sure, but watching the whole thing through, um, that whole like ending scene with like the, the staircase or whatever that is, the the water dude, that must've cost a shitload of money,
1: dude. I, I, I loved the finale of this movie. Like it was so strong. Like, you know, she goes into the into what was the slave quarters that that he lived in yeah um when he was alive and it's decrepit you know uh there's a massive storm that's going on you know the house is sinking into the ground as it is yeah and now that it's flooding so like she's stuck in this like old condemned like slave house that's flooded with water so like not only does she have to worry about like trying to not drown but she's got the fucking candy man after her and like they're like wrestling in like the muddy water and she's trying to get the mirror you know to to destroy him and you know it, it's a it's an epic finale
0: yeah it's a very grimy movie i mean you really yeah. you really feel the atmosphere around you you can feel how cold and wet it is and just disgusting the whole movie yeah. is
1: yeah um, it it really is That's and that's funny that, that you mentioned that because when i uh when I talked to you, uh, I think yesterday about it, you're like, yeah, man. Like that's one of the things you said is wet,
0: wet, you're yeah. moist. moist, you're moist, the whole oh, movie, you're moist, you're moist. Yeah. It's just one of those movies though. Like you, you really, it really puts you in it not a lot of yeah. movies can do that. And that's, that's no. one of its strongest elements, I think.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, when, when she, you know, spoiler again, when she is able to, to get the mirror and she of course chooses to not, join him because that's like that's some fucked up bullshit that Candyman does right he's like yeah join join me and I will spare this person or just join me but like he just wants <laughs> to fucking he's gonna he's not he's never gonna give you what he says he's gonna give you right uh, so like asshole. Just, just like in the first one when he says you know come with me and I'll let the child go like he was never intending to let the child go he was gonna take Helen and Anthony in the original film and, and kill both of them and you know Helen sacrifices herself to save Anthony in the original and then like in this one he's like <laughs> join me it's like the, motherfucker you're all you're gonna do is kill me
0: like yeah, why no, he's he's a total dickhead like like on my point earlier how, how the first three movies don't even have candy i mean he just he doesn't even have candy for his victims <laughs> like at least give him some candy before you fucking yeah something him, you know?
1: they they brought candy in in the new one so that but, was
0: yeah barely i mean they're <laughs> yeah one piece and it's like the same piece from the first shot <laughs> do you, yeah. you notice that do you notice that it's like the same yeah. exact piece <laughs>
1: that's I love it. I can't, I can't wait to, to discuss that one. But yeah. uh but yeah, he's a fucking he's a fucking asshole and he's like, "Join me." It's like, "Oh, you mean you like come let let you like, kill me." Like, "No, I don't want to do that. I'm not no. trying to die today." I'm trying to join Tye. you?" <laughs> no. No, I don't want to be your victim, motherfucker.
0: Right? <laughs> Dude, I want to get his robe. I love his like costume. That's Dude, pretty dope.
1: I I love it so much and it's funny that it like it, you know, the third one up until recently was the only um, iteration of the character that got any action figure love. Right. And you know, it all boiled down yeah. to rights. Yeah. It, it all boiled down. That's like if it, when you go to spirit Halloween this year, or you go to Spencer's you ever notice that you always see the curse of Michael Myers merchandise
0: always on so like unlike the blanket.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's like, why is part six like so, so merchandise? It's because, it's a different entity that owns the rights to the merchandising yeah. for that film. And it's the same thing for, um, for Candyman three
2: Yeah,
1: is, <clears throat> um, it's a different company that owns the rights to it and the, the merchandising rights to it. So they couldn't do figures for part one or two because a different entity owned that, but guess what? Part three was, so all you got to do is slap. I mean, Candyman looks very similar in all the movies. So all you got to do is slap yeah. a, you know, Candyman three Day of the Dead on the packaging, and it's essentially it still looks like it's Candyman from the first film.
0: Exactly. No,
1: for sure. But, but yeah, it was uh that was that was the first piece of piece of merchandising was was
0: part three. Yeah, that's bizarre. Uh, you really don't see too much candyman uh, shit in general. Like did did fright rags ever even do like a candyman collection besides the new one? I'm sure
1: sh- I'm sure they've released like singular shirts yeah. throughout throughout their runs. You know, I know Cavity Colors had had released um some candyman stuff before. Um yeah. so I think you know there's some one offs and two offs, but you know, there's starting to be more more candyman stuff. Like, you know, Devin Whitehead did the the artwork for the the NECA release of Candyman, the clothed candyman figure that came out like a year ago. Yeah. Um, which that figure looks fucking awesome. I still need to even though, like, I'm not a Candyman like diehard, like it's still yeah. a really rad rad figure with the the awesome, mm-hmm. you know, package art. So I'm I'm gonna grab that at some point. And then they they came out like you know they have these new Mego figures, right? That they they're supposed to look like figures from the 1970s. Yeah. And they have a Candyman one. It's uh, super random, but it, like I don't think it says Candyman three. I think it it's just straight up Candyman. So obviously that's cool. So some, someone got the rights to to make some of those those figures which is mm-hmm. which is rad but
0: yeah sick shout out to Devin by the way dude he's been killing it like honestly like I envy the shit out of that guy he's such a good artist
1: dude he's his his stuff is is just next level it's it's next level and you know it's it's been really cool to to see his career advance and grow um you know every year you know and it's you know it's 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 so awesome to see one of your friends just like really, really excelling and yeah. conquering. And
0: you know, you he gets, guys first meet.
1: So we, uh, we became friends on the Facebooks first. Right. And it, you know, Devin, Devin <laughs> is an ad, avid autograph collector like me. So like oh yeah. we, we initially like somehow met on Facebook, like fucking 10 years ago, seven years ago, whatever it was. Um, and it was like a situation of like, Hey, What's up? And I, at that point, he had done um, the Horror Hound cover for Ghoulies. Um, and that was that. That was the first time I saw his artwork. Kind of knew who he was. I was like, oh man, that that's really cool. Like he, his career had blown up like it like it has now. Then right, so he was just he was just kind of getting started. So I was like, oh shit, like this is the dude that did the Ghoulies cover. Cool. Yeah. I re- so it might have been a situation where I was like, hey man, I really dig your your art. That that cover cover, sick. And then it became a situation of, uh, you know, he's an autograph collector like me, and I I think it was he. He said, "Hey, man, I I saw that you're that you're going to this show. Um, If I sent you something, and obviously like threw you some money, would you mind getting an autograph for me?" So I'm like, "Yeah, no problem." And then, you know, he lives in LA, so it'd be a situation of Monster Palooza and different events that go on out there. I'd say, "Hey, you know, I know this is happening in LA. Are you going?" Yeah. And nine out of 10 times it was, yeah, I'm going, Hey, would you mind if I sent you something and I'll throw you some money, like whatever, you know, if you can get it signed for me. So that's kind of how our friendship started was just us helping each other get autographs. And then, uh, you know, then we, all of a sudden we were talking every day. Cause like, and come to find out, dude, our senses of humor are the same. Like we're, we're into all the same stuff. Um, except for he likes real like really, really like eighties fucking. Yeah like music that i'm not i'm i'm not into but uh otherwise like we're we're so similar and everything so then it it became a you know a thing where one day you know it's like hey man i think i'm gonna come to san diego comic-con he was like oh dude come out stay with me we'll go blah 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 and like yeah. you know i i go out to la several times a year now and and yeah. stay with him and you know we, we bro out we do you know we go to on different autograph adventures you know not always in la different places throughout yeah. the united states and dude, it's cool, man. And you know, he's, he's the go-to guy now, you know? um, And he's so busy, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's so good that he's so busy now that these places hit him up and they're like, Hey, we want you to do this. And he's having to turn down so much stuff because he's like, dude, I just, I physically can't that sucks. do it. I have so yeah. much, I have his, his plate is so full with, yeah. with cavity colors and doing artwork for different um, film releases and things that, you know, he, it's like it's like when there's a really amazing tattoo artist and you have to wait like a fucking
0: year yeah. to get
1: them. Like that's at the point where he's at, where so his he's calendars so are like
0: filled for months.
1: Filled, man. So it's yeah. it's crazy because he'll he'll get hit up by by artists, whether it be musicians or film directors, actors, whoever that will hit him up and, and try to secure him for something. And he's like, dude, I had to tell him I can't do it. Like I just I I can't do it. I do not have the time. Yeah, you know um there's been a couple bands that he doesn't you know we don't listen to the same kind of music like i said earlier yeah so there's, there's been a few times where you know he'll hit me and be like hey man do you know who this band is and i'm like oh fuck i i love that band i'll, I'll tell you who a couple are after uh yeah we're done recording and he's like yeah i don't know who they are but they want me to do stuff for them but uh <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna do it and i'm like dude it's so do crazy cuz cuz I'm I'm geeking out cuz I fucking love them but he's so busy <laughs> man. So he's killing it dude. He's he's absolutely killing it.
0: Yeah, but dude, the good thing is like you got to know when to say no to like it, he's being smart, you know. Yeah. It's good. You, you it's can't... good to not like overboard your plate and then like do a shitty job or rush through something. Like I I'd, I'd rather personally like take my time on a project or like have that maximum window to to complete it at its, you know, best potential and I'm sure that's oh. what he does.
1: Oh, for sure. Like, uh, put it this way, I I won't call out any titles or artists or whatever, but there was a major release that uh, they released the artwork for recently. And that's all I'll say. Um, And the artist who accepted the job, it, it was potentially maybe their biggest job they've had to date. And man, when they dropped those images, it it was a shit storm of people on the internet that were like, Holy fuck. What the fuck is that? (laughs) Like where people were arguing like, no, this is fake until the actual film studio was like, no, these are, these are real. These are, this is the artwork for what we're releasing for this. And fans just collectively. And the artist who did it is the nicest guy on the planet and typically knocks his stuff out of the park. But you know, like what you said. I know what
0: you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can we mention Um,
0: it or no? Like, is that okay?
1: I, 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 because, because we're talking like about like, oh, it was like shitty and everybody hated it. I would fucking hate to, to mention it. I'm sure most people will, will put two and two together, but, uh, (laughs) you know, I think, uh, man, it's like, Nick Cage. (laughs) Dude, Nick, (laughs) Nick Cage, 100%. Dude, dude, that, that one made me laugh like fucking shit. Um, (laughs) but that that looked like what you were talking about you don't want to always want to say yes and do a rush job because that's what oh, that no. looked like and i think the studio maybe knew that in their gut but we're like you know what it, it has this logo on it because it's this film and it's just going to print money no matter what the artwork looks like this is fine
0: yeah no nah, it definitely seemed a little rushed <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, that guy's he's a fantastic artist. Honestly, oh, I I, I don't even hate it. Like honestly personally, I don't even hate it, but like could have been better.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like when you're when you're dealing with something that's as beloved as the thing yeah. that we're talking about, um yeah. if you don't knock it out of the park, you're fucked.
0: Yeah, no big time. I mean, I definitely liked the aspect that like there was those couple differences with each one like sure. The houses and like some of the characters or whatever that were in there, but sure you know the streets and the sidewalk everyone's gonna put two and two together oh for uh, sure but at least we're
1: not at least we're not dicks fucking dropping it yeah yeah
0: (laughs) it's it's good though like honestly like you know he probably didn't have a huge window like we were talking about with Devin so it's probably like oh you hear you got like a couple weeks to do this and that's that's tough for that many titles so yeah he he probably did as good of a job as he could with the time he was given so yeah and I'm sure people won't bitch about it once they own them. I'm sure a lot of people would be like, you know what? I I dig it.
1: Dude, I would have I would have bought them if I would have bought them if they would have like done some more special features, man. Like I'm at yeah. the point where I, I own so many versions of this film. <laughs> I like every version of this film. So if you and I will buy it every single year if they re-release it every single year, as long as like Give me one new special feature every single time. Yeah, you have a, yeah. you have an instant buy for me. But if you're just going to like, oh, well, now it's uh, even though it's it's 4K like that. Yeah. I, I own so many fucking versions of this film. Like, I, I don't I don't necessarily need a 4K version of this. I'm fine.
0: You know, it'd be a cool special feature if like the director of said films, like walked to like the locations and they did like a uh, Horrors, Hallowed Grounds of it or something with him. Dude, that'd, that'd be dope. really cool. Just like a revisit. That'd be really cool. He'd be like, oh, I haven't been here in like, you know, 40 years. But here we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sick. But yeah, no, I know. Awesome. I get what you mean. Yeah. A lot of these a lot of these movies are like that, though. Almost everything that comes out is like, oh, here's a new cover. No new special features. Yeah. Give me give me thirty five bucks. Yeah. You know, that's it's screwed up.
1: All you got to do is add one more special feature. Like, ah, oh, here's a five minute interview with X, Y, Z. And I'd be like, well, oh, got to buy it.
0: <laughs> and they just, they, they know we're a whore for the slip covers. So yeah, that's why they do it to us. Yep. But it is what it is. Is there anything else good coming out that you know of that you're looking forward to like Blu-ray wise? Oh man. um oh, a couple things. Y- you know, I've slowed down with yeah. um, my,
1: my physical media collecting. Like, yeah what i do now is if it's a film that i saw that i absolutely love like put it this way like like haunt from last yeah. year like i fucking loved it right so i yeah. have to i have to buy it or whatever fucking year haunt came out i don't know since the pandemic who fucking knows so like, time th- i think it was like three years ago now isn't it what was there dude i don't i don't that was a no good movie of, though i've no yeah. concept of time anymore but yeah dude i loved haunt so it's like okay well i need to own this right
0: that was good if one. it's
1: if it's a, a new entry in and in a franchise like I'm a completist when it comes to that. I have to buy it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but otherwise like, you know, if it's a, if it's a title, I'm not going to, I'm at the point where I'm not going to add something just to add it. Like I've got over, I've got over, over 2000 DVDs and Blu-rays. So I don't even like have room for them. I have five like egg boxes, which I don't know if you know, like, like the huge boxes that like 24 packs of eggs come in. They're fucking monstrous. And you can, (laughs) you can, you can put a bajillion like DVDs and Blu-rays in them. So I've got boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes of those in my garage because it's like, dude, you know, I'm, I'm a horror movie collector, right? So I collect memorabilia and autographs. So it's like, that's precious wall space. So like, do I need to display all these films that 95% of them I'll probably never watch again? Like, nah. So yeah, I have my, my favorites downstairs displayed, you know, on like DVD cabinets. Actually, dude, I have a fucking blockbuster shelf.
0: No, oh, yeah. I do remember you posting about this. Yeah, Where'd you get dude, that again? Blockbuster, actually like you just from Blockbuster. Scrapped it, right?
1: Dude, yeah. So I, I, they, you know, you know, R.I.P. When they were closing, I, I went in there and I was like, "What are you guys gonna do with all your shelving?" they were like, "We're selling it." And so I thought that I thought that they were gonna hit me with like, "Oh, you know, it's gonna be two hundred bucks for this or whatever." So I went to their to their new yeah. release wall because it was the biggest shelves in the entire store. You know, it yeah. went really, really, really high. And so I said. Uh, you know hey well how much for one of these and the dude was like 15 bucks i was like oh okay like i called i called my dad <laughs> who, who owns a fucking truck and i was like i need you to no. come here <laughs> right now and so yeah i have got a, have got a, a a blockbuster shelf in my basement that i think it holds like 500 dvds if you <laughs> you know just put them in with a title just out rather than trying to display yeah. the covers, you know if I think it fits like 500 movies. So I've got that and I've got one other shelf downstairs that are filled with titles, but that's it.
0: You were just on the phone. You were like, daddy, <laughs> blockbuster. <laughs> Father. <laughs> Jeremy, I'm at work. <laughs> but that'd be, that'd, that'd be sick.
1: <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, I love it. What, what are you looking forward to getting,
0: man? Dude, honestly... I was just talking about this on the last episode, too. Uh, shout out to Robert Patterson, by the way. You know him, right?
1: Fucking love Robert, man. I fucking, fucking love, that absolutely guy. love him.
0: He's such a cool guy. He's actually he's Brilliant. flying in tomorrow, too. I'm going to see him at the, the Hollywood show.
1: Oh, no shit. That's awesome. But
0: um, anyways, I was telling him, me and Peter Vulo, we also know. Yep. We watched, for the first time, we both watched Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. I've never seen it. It's on Shutter, right? Fucking watch it, dude. I, I, I've heard for the longest time that that was an awesome movie. But it's just like, it's got that cover where you're just like, it might be cool. It might suck. Yeah. But you're just like, you just put it off forever. Yep. And then it was just because Peter was like, we're watching this tonight. I have the new, I have the Blu-ray from Code Red or whatever. I'm like, we're watching it. Um, That movie kicks ass. I loved that movie. Dude, that- it's
1: getting, it's getting tons of love. Um, I think. Uh, Deonja or somebody posted about it that they just watched it for the first time a couple months ago, yeah, and were fucking blown away by it. So, dude, I, oh. I've got, I've got Shutter. I'm, I'm fairly certain it's on Shutter. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm gonna definitely, uh, definitely watch it at some point, man.
0: Very weird movie, very funny movie. The main actress knocks it out of the park, like amazing, and uh, just yeah, overall well directed, and just, just a fun movie. It's like awesome. one of one of those blind buys, like if you just blind bought it, you're just like, okay, I did a good job here.
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
0: But, so that's one. That's one I'm definitely gonna pick up because I'm already dying to see it again. I saw it not even a week ago. So.
1: Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, you got you got me pumped. I'm I'm gonna watch it soon. Yeah. So it's, it's so fun. when, so when you guys watch movies, do you like do like Zoom stuff?
0: No, I was in Buffalo like a week.
1: week oh ago. shit! Oh, yeah, okay. I just that's, just that's flew right. back right. here.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'm, Dude, uh, That's awesome. I'm going back. I'm not gonna stay on here when I'm going back because I'm surprising peter for one of his screenings sweet uh thursday night terrors he does uh but i'm not gonna say which one it is because he doesn't know yet yeah, uh, yeah yeah but i'll tell you later later <laughs> uh, so anyways cool. but yeah that's that's a good one and i don't i don't know those those movies we were talking about before i'm definitely gonna pick those up um at, at some point i mean they're like 35 bucks a piece so that's kind of steep but, yeah right but you know i'll probably grab those at some point and yeah i don't know there's like there's like scream factories. I still got to get like I got to get Serpent in the Rainbow. Gotcha. And there's like a couple. I just really want to complete that. And
1: I was so you're you're a completist when it comes to stuff. Oh in.
0: yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. And I, I still have like five or ten of those Vestron video ones that I got to complete. And those those assholes they got to number them. You know, like one yeah one to like twenty. And you, you got to get the rest because that's awesome. just, There's so many missing.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're they're smart. That that's smart.
0: That's a very very smart sales tactic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I gotta get like gothic. I don't even know the other ones. Um, there's a couple I gotta get. But um, yeah, eventually just I'm gonna get back into the collecting thing. I got I got a new eight eight to four job. You know, for the like the longest time I was doing a bunch of just odd jobs because you know I did like the acting thing. So yeah, dude. I need flexibility, but I just decided to say fuck it and got like an eight eight to four job that I start Wednesday. So oh dude, congrats. Yeah, that'll that'll be cool for like a little bit at least.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, everything's so up and down with, with yeah. the pandemic, dude, that it's, it's, everything's so strange. So it's, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure, especially as an actor, it's hard to get that, that normal oh, yeah. normalcy and that, that steady, Very. steady thing because of all these new complications and things. Yeah.
0: Luckily, luckily the auditioning is uh, mostly self tapes right now. There's not a lot of like in-person auditions. Sure. I tell everybody this. For some reason, though, I really prefer the in-person ones because I feel like I do a better job.
1: Yeah, it's hard to gauge someone's like emotions, and it's hard to like gauge whether you're doing a good job. Yeah. In the interview, when it's like over Zoom or over the phone, because you you can't really see all of all of their you know their facial expressions, how how receptive they are. Well, I don't even like, do that.
0: Like, like the self tapes aren't even like that. They're, it's literally just me recording it and then sending it. Like I've never, yeah. even, I don't think I've ever done one where it was a zoom zoom audition.
1: Right on dude. I, uh, I, I was cast. I can't, I, it's so silly because like it's been years now yeah. and I, I spoke out about it like two years after this thing fell apart and oh, no. like think thinking like, ah well like nobody's watching what i'm doing yeah um and i mentioned so what happened was uh, there was a reality show and i'm not going to say what it was because i signed an nda right that <laughs> it had a horror movie icon
0: what does it rhyme with you can say that
1: uh what what did the show rhyme with yeah um yeah that that would be that even that would be tough um (laughs) but but i'll I'll explain the show so it was it was a horror movie icon (laughs) and it was going to be a situation where different horror movie geeks from all over um the world got Uh, together but it was like it was a select few okay yeah and it was (laughs) you you were gonna you were gonna go against each other um for like the biggest horror nerd fan on the planet right um so i think it, it was gonna be like the real world um, where it would be these horror movie nerds, like in a house together for like two months. Yeah. And this, this horror movie host would come in and there would be challenges and different obstacles to overcome. And, you know, people would yeah. get voted off or get kicked off depending. So, um, I did the whole zoom process with that and they cast me and I was pumped dude. So I had to like, let my job know, like, this is what's happening. Yeah. I, I am going to be on this television show. I'm going to be gone for two months. Like I I need to secure that. I'm going to have my job when I come back, Yeah, you know, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, my wife was super, super supportive. She was like, dude, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like you have to do this. So Um, it was like all of these things. So like, that was like a zoom interview thing that it was like, it was really hard to read the, even though I could see the guy, because you know we were zooming or whatever, it was hard to read his emotion during you know the interview mm. process. Yeah. To where I'm like, all right, like I don't know whether he's you know picking up what I'm putting down if he if he, if he likes yeah. what I'm saying or not. And then you know I got hit back up like, hey, you've been you've been chosen. So I'm like, oh, dude, this is fucking awesome. And then all of a sudden, you know, like the news stops, right? The emails stop, and then it's no. like, well, that's that's not a good sign. And then finally, I got an email that was like, hey. At this time, the network that had picked it up has decided not to go to pilot with this, but hang hang tight because we believe another network's going to pick it up. Um, They said, You, however, are not allowed to talk about it. That's crazy. So, two years later, man, I, I mention it on my Facebook. Yeah. And I got a message from an exec. That was like, hey, cease
0: and desist.
1: Yeah, they were like, dude, they, they were like, hey, you signed a contract that stated that you were not publicly allowed to talk about this because yeah. our hope is to still get this thing off the ground. Yeah. So they were like, you have to delete that post. So I immediately went and deleted that post. Yeah. Um. So it was definitely a bummer, but yeah, it's 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 really weird interviewing for something. I mean, I can't even imagine how weird it is just sending the tapes in.
0: How do they even know you posted that? Was somebody stalking you, or did you like dude, have somebody friended?
1: Um one of the execs had friended me like I guess like two years prior and I didn't even fucking remember it (laughs) but but was on my friends list um and like dude must have like I didn't tag anybody in my post either so it's like damn that dude was fucking on it man
0: yeah so I don't know funny funny little story now that you brought that up and it kind of like triggered in my mind here um I watched the movie madman a couple couple months or a couple of years ago. Fucking love it. Yeah. But at the time I wasn't like paying attention to it when I was watching it. And okay. uh, basically what's up? My roommate just walked in. Um, and basically I wasn't really like paying attention when I was watching it the first time and watching it with my friend and my old roommate. Um, it's probably like four years ago. And I just remember not really digging it. Cause I just was on my phone and just being an asshole. So I kind of like wrote a status on Facebook, like Madman's kind of boring. Or I, I said, so I said something like that, like <laughs> this movie sucks or something <laughs> and wrote a status like watching Madman, this movie sucks and not, I shit you not like within 20 minutes of that post going on there, the fucking killer from Madman messages me or, or comments e- or comments. Yeah. Paul Ayers. Paul,
1: whatever. Yep. Paul Ayers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And he, he, or no he comments on my posts. And I can't even remember what he said, but he was just like, he just he just said something like, oh, really? <laughs> and it's because I fucking added him on Facebook, like at the start of the movie. I was like, oh, I just like looked him up and added him not even thinking. And then I write this like shit post and he oh commented on it and it fucking broke my heart. It was like, I'm an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then basically, dude, I had to like cover my tracks because I ended up liking this movie like later on. Um, but I had to like cover my tracks at the, at the time and I had to m- tell the guy, I was like, Oh, I was just kidding. I, my, the, my friend that I'm watching it with, like, that's, that's his favorite movie. And I just wrote the status to piss him off. Yeah. yeah. And that's he funny, believed dude. it and he bought it. And later on, I actually did dig the movie. And when I paid attention to it,
1: <laughs> it's, it's a great little known slasher movie, man. I, I, I love the shit out of that movie. Like I have, uh, it's
0: fun. It's definitely fun.
1: I have several signed Madman posters. What's funny is that, you know, Galen (laughs) Ross from Galen Ross from Dawn of the dead is in the movie. um, And she goes by a stage name in the film because the movie was not a, was not a sag film. So her workaround. Yeah. Her workaround was that she went by a different name in the filming. So like, if, if you look at Galen Ross, her name's not on the poster. It's not anywhere because she went by a stage name to get around sag. And, Mm she does not want anything to do with that movie.
0: Really? Because of that?
1: I don't know. I mean, she, she also does a nude scene in it. Um, which, (laughs) um, I don't know if that plays a factor in it. I don't know if she thinks the movie's a piece of shit. I don't know what the reasoning behind it is, but she will not sign madman stuff. Like if you put down, really, dude, she will not do it. If you put down a madman poster in front of her at a convention, she'll be like, I'm not signing that
0: dude. I'm definitely going to do that. Now that you said that I'm going to make it my you, mission. You will be in for an awkward experience from what I hear. Um, mm,
1: that's
0: <laughs> so what's awesome.
1: What's, what's funny is that, uh, so I'm, I'm a huge Dawn of the dead fan. Like it's in my top five favorite of all time. Perfect. Movie. And so she Galen now like runs and operates like a little, um, film distribution company. And I, I think they release, you know, some smaller independent films and things. Yeah. So, I uh, stumbled on the address to her production office. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna mail her a couple things and see if she'll sign them. Yeah. And so I put in there um, a Dawn of the Dead mini poster, and I put in there a Madman mini poster. <laughs> so a couple months later, I get a pa- my package back, and I'm excited as fuck. I open <laughs> it. I open it, and it's just just a it. Fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. what's funny is that she did leave me a posted and i still have it i should take a picture of it and send it to you um actually it's it's a it's on a little piece of paper i think um but she wrote me a little letter too so she signed the dawn of the dead poster and then the note that she wrote was like she was pissed no way that i she was pissed that i sent her shit but i think specifically she was pissed because i included madman in her note she wrote and i quote signing for you just this one time only only signing your dawn of the dead poster once again this is a one time only please do not send any further items thank you galen
0: that's really rude
1: dude yeah i mean like i I was i was thankful she signed my dawn of the dead fucking thing but i was like that's so weird man that sucks so weird
0: people are so passive aggressive
1: yeah it was it was strange like at that point i'm like would it have been better to just you know because I, I printed those posters off at like fucking yeah. fedex for like a buck each or something so it wasn't yeah. a huge loss if i never got them back so i was like would it have been better so i kept the note um because i was like dude that's like
0: hilarious that's amazing that send me that
1: yeah dude yeah it's uh it's 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 strange and you know what else is strange
0: what Candyman three Candyman three is wild, but it, uh, before we get to that, I just wanted to say I yeah, love yeah. I love the the little like scratching of the flesh in the second one where like she scratches oh. his face and like the bees fly the out the bees oh. come out. Dude, Ooh. dude, oh, that
1: one of one of the best like images in the entire movie is is when she scratches the face and the fucking yeah. bees come out. And then what I love is that when she runs away, like his face like heals back real quick. (laughs) Yeah. I I love that shit.
0: And another aspect I loved, like how we were talking about how, you know, she really cares for those kids, like the students that she, she cares for in the movie. Um, At the end, when she tells the kid to go get help, I thought she was going to come back with the cops. I really didn't expect like all the kids to come and save her at the end. Yeah, That was really cool.
1: Yeah. I, I think that was another thing that, that made me love, part two the best is is the fact that it incorporated in kids because most of the time you know in in horror movies you're dealing with usually you know teenagers or young adults or high schoolers or something you know in the candyman franchise you're you're always typically dealing with like middle-aged people that are dealing with adult life shit yeah you know maybe that's why it's never clicked with me um i mean i'm certainly dealing with that now at this point in my life but uh but uh yeah, I, I love that, that there was the, the kid element in this one. Like I think it was kind of another hook, line, and sinker for me to to loving the second one the best.
0: And even though even though like the CGI isn't super effective throughout the movie, like a lot of it is cool to just watch because you could tell they're just they're just trying to figure it out. Like the yeah. weird the weird CGI of Candyman shattering like the mirror at the end of, like I thought that was pretty effective. Dude, I
1: that CGI is not good. Like let's let's throw that out there. Like it's it, not good. When, when when he shatters at the end of the movie, like it's like
0: straight up, it's shit. But it was like effective, like in, a, in oh, like a in like a fun way.
1: <laughs> it, it didn't look bad. Like I don't know if you've ever seen Stephen King's The Langoliers. You ever seen that?
0: Like once, yeah, dude.
1: It's it's the worst CGI in film hi- in film history. The end of that movie is like it's just like like someone opened up the Paint app on like a nineteen ninety really, computer. That. Oh, dude, it's, That's it's the worst, it's the worst CGI. So it could always be worse. Like the, the Candyman's demise in Candyman to uh, the CGI of him shattering like glass. Like it's yeah. really cool because it also, it's like a lot of symbolism for you. You, you know, you summon him in the mirror, like yeah. his soul is trapped in the mirror. And so when yeah. she breaks the mirror, like he shatters, like the glass that he's bound to. I thought that was really cool. Um, it was just a cool get... like
0: time capsule of just like seeing them figure it out. Yeah. You know?
1: And it's not, it's not the worst.
0: It's not no. the worst. Oh, I've seen so much worse. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, like, like we said, like that whole finale is just fantastic. So I, I definitely think that's one of the strongest scenes in the whole movie was just her face off with him. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Like I
1: said, that it's definitely the only film in
0: the franchise that I will probably Back revisit. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Well, day of the dead. So Starting the film off with a dumb blonde definitely wasn't a smart move.
1: <laughs> Dude, uh, can we just talk about that this was around the time it was that Scream was like a phenomenon, right? So everything, yeah. coming out, everything coming out at that time was really trying to emulate the success that Scream achieved. You know, whether it was I Know What You Did Last Summer or, you know, countless other films of that time. I mean, it, Scream essentially killed off a lot of our main boogeymen. Right. And, you know, it the, the Halloween franchise was, was struggling, you know, with numbers, you know, Friday the 13th was, we weren't getting very much output in that. So like scream, like the studios were like, fuck these old franchises. Like let's, let's do a new slasher thing where yeah. it's like, kind of like, kind of like a whodunit, but this movie is absolutely is. a product of its time because, the start of the movie, it started just like a scream film. Oh, totally. The cinematography looked the same. Um, the the acting and the dialogue looked the same. The music was dude. the same. And dude, when when it did the title card for Candyman Three Day of Dead, like oh. it was a straight up like scream rip.
0: That was so funny.
1: But oh man, immediately when I was watching it, I was like, Oh, you can fucking tell what they were trying to capitalize on.
0: Yeah, dude, and the acting seriously took a dive on this one. Oh, um, our buddy, our buddy Jaceu Garcia, he he kills it. I love watching him. But he yeah, was like, great. That main that main girl though, they just like they made her play such a dumb character the whole movie, and it's like this is the main character we're dealing with here.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, Donna Diegco. Yeah,
0: um,
1: she uh, she was famous from like Baywatch and doing Playboy and things like that. So like,
0: yeah, I get it. I,
1: I, I mean, they tried to get eye candy for Candyman, I guess, yeah. and th- I guess maybe they thought that incorporating her in would, would bring in like the Baywatch fans and like the the Playboy fans, to to show up for this thing and pay you know three bucks to rent it straight to straight to VHS and DVD. Um, but she was not prepared to be a leading lady in a film like whatsoever. No. Like like her her best friend in the film. Is a far superior actress. Like everyone in this film is, for the most part, except for the cops. They were fucking awful too.
0: But (laughs) they were pretty. The
1: the fucking (laughs) acting was so bad with them. But uh, Grody. Like pretty much everyone in the movie, minus the cops, is a better actor than the lead actress. Like she's just not good. She's just good looking.
0: She's just like I gotta gotta figure out this Candyman, yeah, situation. (laughs) So
1: (laughs) a situation. (laughs) So like, dude, she was, she was, she was so, so bad. You know um, I, I will say to, to go on a positive note is that I, I love that they went all in with the bees on this one. Like I, I do oh, yeah. love the, the element of, of the folklore of the Candyman that with the bees. Right. And yeah. this one, they went all in, they were like, fuck it. Like we're, we're putting bees all over this bitch because he's the candy man. Like I, I definitely Dug that. And I mean, dude, we got even more shitty CGIB stuff in this one. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah.
0: Believe but, uh, in me. Yeah. Believe That's the, that's the catchphrase in this one.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, the look of this film as well, like, was the look of the film was straight up early 2000s, like straight to video look.
0: And I think, I think this was the first one where they actually credited Jay Sue Garcia as Jay Sue Garcia. No, he was a- Nick. Also known, Corey. also known as Nick Corey, wasn't it like that in the credits? It, it said I, both. Did it? I swear to God, unless that was the second one, but I think it was this one where it was like Jesu Garcia, also known as Nick Corey, or something weird. like that. It was weird, yeah. It's like both.
1: Yeah, that that is weird. I I love him, man. He's such a nice guy.
0: Oh, he's super nice.
1: Incredible. Such a nice guy. I was so yeah. pumped when I got to meet him the first time at uh in 2015 at Horror Hound because he hadn't done like autograph events and like forever so i was like man i'm never yeah. gonna get this guy on
0: my elm street stuff and he did that show and he was so fucking cool yeah and he's a busy guy like with like the ministry stuff yeah dude But he, yeah, I'm, I, I'm surprised he doesn't do more cons because I feel, I feel like he'd kill it
1: he does man he does he definitely does um can we can we talk about another thing is that like so this movie came out in 1999 right for whatever reason yeah like like media was really interested in goth people <laughs> yeah. like during that time because like dude mm-hmm. str- the mo- have you ever seen strange land with d snyder
0: yes yeah the
1: movie's fucking the movie's fucking great um but that movie like the way that they like tried to portray like goth people and like the way that they talked and all that shit like i'm like all right well that's like not how most of them dressed or like looked or super acting.
0: offensive to actual goths.
1: yeah dude so Dude, this movie, that scene with the goths, like we're gonna so just gonna jump through it, and like, dude, they tried to fucking make make the goths like talk like fucking Dracula, like that literally. Dude, like the one dude, they like the main. I'm not even gonna try to do his voice because I fucking can't. But it was like so deep, and he like tried to sound like Dracula. I'm like, yo, yeah. who told y'all how goth people talked and acted? Because it's yeah. they were like just put a bunch of nose rings yeah. and fucking chain wallet pieces on these
0: people and there, there you go like once again Mar- felt like a trauma movie it felt like class yeah High.
1: <laughs> dude yeah exactly Some, someone like had a picture of marilyn manson they were like this is what we're doing <laughs> this is what we're doing um that that
0: scene was was fucking hilarious dude but that's why I liked this movie is because it was kind of fun. It wasn't like, like at this point you're like, okay, fuck it. It's the third Candyman movie. I'm not really looking to be scared. I'm not really looking for like anything too intellectual. I'm just trying to have a good time. And this one kind of delivers, honestly. Oh, for sure. Um, it's not great. It's the worst of the, the bunch for sure.
1: Yeah. So much so that even Tony Todd was like, you should have never made Candyman three.
0: Oh, did he say that? I'm sure. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, He he has publicly many times stated that he he (laughs) he knows it's not a good movie, which is yeah, which is ironic considering he's actually credited as a producer on the film as well.
0: No, that's probably why he hates it. He's like, I fucked up with that. (laughs) He's
1: like, he's like, yeah, it could have been better. Like we we should have cast a better actress. Dude, um, my,
0: my my biggest gripe with Tony Todd in this one is just his character as Candy Man is just not scary. And I I know you I know you don't think he's scary in the original anyways, but yeah. compared to the original, I mean, he's the scariest thing ever in the original. <laughs> like like this one he's like just he just feels like a character that's hanging out with the other characters. He doesn't really seem like a bad guy or like a killer yeah. in any way.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, dude, for me and almost all the movies, you know, Candyman, it's a bunch of talking and ex- character exposition and then yeah all of a sudden he just shows up there's no like like i said there's no suspense where it's like oh you hear a noise or yeah. this is happening it's always just the motherfucker just appears behind somebody and then guts yeah. them like yeah. there's no there's no i mean i know that he he's torturing the his main targets you know family members and friends in front of them and shit like that but there's never yeah. a moment where it's like you think like oh someone has a chance it's always just like he fucking appears yeah and there's there's no suspense it's just he appears he guts them he disappears and then we go to another fucking <laughs> 50, 15 to 20 minutes of people talking about how candy man's not real <laughs> <laughs> from gut
0: to groin what's it what's the what's the phrase from from i don't even know what the fuck it was gut yeah. to groin <laughs>
1: yeah I, 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 th- I think that was it yeah it just, <laughs> oh man i don't i don't know he's he's absolutely not fucking scary at all in this one no
0: and, it, and like the second one you know it, it has him you know coming out of the mirror or whatever this one it's like it has the painting and the ancestry and just, yeah
1: like, yeah it, that, that's funny it was also I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that is because like it was like the mirror like i said in part two was like a plot device it was like okay they explained yeah. that he was tied to the mirror and bound to the mirror and it explained really well why he was. Yeah. that one works. That one
0: worked, that one worked and, it, well.
1: and it worked. And so then all of a sudden in this one, there is a painting that, that Daniel Robitaille did of himself, right? It was a self painting. Yeah. And now somehow his existence is tied to that. And, but they never explained why. No, no, it was just, well, here's this fucking painting that he did of himself. And now his existence is tied to that. And so the way it was like, When they were making part three, they were like, We don't know how the fuck to end this. Um, (laughs) all right. So they broke the mirror in part two and it killed them. So how about in this one they they just slice up the painting and light (laughs) and light the painting on fire? Yeah. At that point, at that point, you know, now we're dealing with film number two consecutively, right? So two and three dealt with direct relatives of Tony Mm. Todd, right? Yeah. So that that goes back to the Star Wars, that goes back to the Halloween two thing. So it's like, okay. It becomes a plot device. It's like, yeah, we, sure. we'll, let's make a new Candyman movie. What are we going to do? Um, All right. So we had his, you know, his granddaughter in part two. So now in part three, it'll be his fucking great granddaughter. Yeah. To where it's like, and then, like I said, you know, how do we end this thing? Part two was the mirror. Part three is the painting. <laughs> it was like, they're just going through the motions because they want to make another Candyman movie. You know, it's, yeah. It's show business, right? Like obviously there was the demand there to do it. They thought they could make money off of it and we got what we got. And it wasn't very good. Um, yeah. I, I will I will say, and you know, I've I've been shitting on, you know, we've been doing the podcast for now like an hour and a half or something like that. Yeah. And I've 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 predominantly shit on <laughs> these movies. <laughs> <laughs> like people listen to this are gonna be like, Why did they fucking bring on a guy that doesn't even like these things? Um, but
0: no, it's an interesting, say, interesting little feedback, though. I love it. Yeah,
1: cool, good, good. Um, you don't I don't have say to that fucking uh, love
0: everything, you know. Like anybody that's, that's listening to this, you, that's not how it works.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that that's true. Um, I will say that they stayed consistent in all yeah. of the film, in all of the films, right? Oh yeah. Um, there was never a point where it would have been so easy for them to do uh, a, a one-liner for for Tony Todd. Yeah. And they they didn't go that route. They didn't go the Freddy route. You know, even like Jason started doing some goofy kills for humor and things like that. And yeah, you know, Michael Myers, we of course got trick-or-treat motherfucker, and we got things like it got silly. Yeah. Um we never got that with Candyman. Like he stayed consistent in his portrayal of Candyman. And, yeah. you know, um, even though like I don't think any of the the kills are necessarily like really really overly impressive kills. Like at yeah. least the, you know the gore was was pretty great in in a lot of the kills. Yeah. Um, so I mean I'll give it to the filmmakers of of all the movies is that they they stayed consistent with uh, yeah. his character with his character motivations. Um, and you know the fact that like he's just a fucking killer man. Like there's yeah. there's no there's no one-liners, there's no humor, uh, humor, there's no levity. That's another reason why maybe I don't overly dig these movies is that it's all just so dark and so grim, and there's just no real humor. Yeah, but I will say in Candyman 2021, they did have some moments that had some humor, which I appreciated.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, every, we'll that. every movie had a couple laughs. I mean, I guess the first one didn't have too much. I guess besides yeah. the the naked jail part, that kind of makes me yeah. laugh, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah. um, but in the third one, honestly, that the cop getting killed in the car, that was yeah. effective. The det- detective, that was a good kill, I thought. Yeah. Except, I hated the fact, and I don't know why a lot of movies do this, but like when a character gets killed and then they like come back for like one final scare, I hate that. Like he he dies very obviously. He's like gutted to death with a hook, like through the seat and everything. And he's just like split apart basically. And then he still like goes, oh, like and scares the girl. And it's like, come on, you're definitely dead. Yeah, for sure. So so I feel like that kind of killed the scene for me, but overall, I think that might've been my, one of my favorite kills of the third one.
1: Yeah. I'm trying to think of, of which kill, I guess the one that impacted me the most in, in part three was when the best friend, Got it. Because to me, she yeah. was really the only likable character in the entire film, I think. Yeah, um, I mean, no, actually, I take that back. Jesu, uh, Jesu yeah. was 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 really likable in, in his portrayal of, of his character. But uh, yeah, I think the best kill for me was probably the, the best friend because you felt it the most. Because I feel like they did give her a little bit of of backstory and it wasn't just. You know, uh, a two-dimensional, you know, cardboard cutout character like we get in so many horror films. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I I dug that one.
0: But yeah, I definitely enjoyed watching the uh, Black Veil Brides meet their demise. (laughs) Dude, what a fucking
1: ridiculous, ridiculous scene! I. I (laughs) even though i just said that there was like no levity that was like unintentional (laughs) hilarity man like i I laughed so hard especially when the main goth dude was like y'all going like i can't even fucking do his voice like he did like a (laughs) fucking count count dracula fucking yeah condimon you're going to conjure (laughs) him like i don't even fucking know dude it was the girl so was lappable. even
0: weirder. She was just like, you know, we're going to summon the candy man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Who, where do they like, like, are, I don't even like, these aren't goth people. These are fucking meth addicts. Like, yeah. what, are you, <laughs> what are you doing? For sure. So they were funny, crazy. Man. Absolutely yeah.
0: correct. <laughs> um, so funny. That's one cool thing about candy man though, is he definitely kills people quickly. Like, yeah, you're not going to see Michael just like, I mean, I guess Michael does it sometimes too, but Candyman has got to be one of the quickest killers there is, you know, he just, you know, there's flying into the walls and just dying like within seconds.
1: There's no time for the audience to like process and prepare for any kind of suspense. And in my opinion, like in these, in these movies, he just literally nine out of 10 times when he appears, it's just like he He fucking appears.
0: He just, yeah. (laughs)
1: He just appears appears behind a character and they have no idea he's behind them. And then our lead character is like, no, no,
0: it's like, it's like once, once he's in the room, you know, that everybody besides the main character is kaput. (laughs)
1: It's going to, is going to get it.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I love I love all this the scenes that you get with him like levitating too and any of the movies too. I think that's pretty cool, especially the new one, dude. But any shot of him levitating freaks me the fuck out. And that goes for like any horror movie, dude. Like just levitation for whatever reason that just brings it for me.
1: Yeah. I, I, I dig that too. I always like when they when they take that approach.
0: Yeah. Um but yeah, overall, it was better than I expected it to be.
1: Yeah, I I went into the first scene prepared me for
0: like well this is just like be a, a funny sh- shitty movie yeah
1: oh this is gonna be a shit show um
0: i just thought it'd I- be way worse honestly
1: yeah i literally actually pushed pause and took a nap during it <laughs> um <laughs> that's like hashtag dad life status like i was like yeah. rocking i was like rocking my kid feeding my kid a bottle yeah. watching Candyman three and next thing i you know she passed out and i was like fuck all right i'm gonna take i'm gonna take a little nap too yeah (laughs) so but i I had to push i had to push pause on uh on candyman 3 but uh yeah the first scene lets you know you're in for a shit show and and you kind of get that the whole time (laughs) you know (laughs) a a mixed bag um but it's not it's not terrible it's i
0: I will say it's not oh it's it's very very watchable like with an audience i'm sure it would be a fucking riot oh for sure it's it's not a bad movie it's just not a good movie either yeah it's kind of like in the in-between yeah, um, but honestly, like like the second one, I mean, it's not as strong for this aspect, but the end again, for some reason, I liked like that whole like skull like lair, you know, setting. That yeah, they, that they built. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah,
1: they, they really they with the f- first three, you know, the three original and, and the franchise, the finales were always spectacular and yeah. and and the uh, the Production design. design. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, the first one, you have the bonfire. The second one, you have yeah. the, sinking, the sinking house that's being flooded. And then the third one, you have, like, this lair factory thing.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, all, all three really cool.
0: Yeah. But it's, it's overall a good time. And, you know, it's not like a movie. Like, if I was to marathon them, I don't think I would skip this one. Yeah. I think, honestly, yeah. it, it serves its purpose. It's still fun.
1: Yeah. If I'm not, I'm never going to. But if I would marathon them, uh, <laughs> I, I would watch all of them as well. There's not one that I that I would be like, all right, well, this is unwatchable.
0: Yeah, no. It's not like Texas Chainsaw the Next Generation for some people. <laughs> Dude,
1: I fucking love that movie.
0: I, I that's why I said for some people, because I, I yeah. still I still enjoy it because I think it's silly.
1: <laughs> uh Matthew McConaughey, I think he was Elmer in the film. He was fucking amazing, man. Dude, it's yeah, his- so over the top.
0: His audition for that was actually kind of funny. I guess he like uh he I don't even remember. He was he was supposed to like do something. Oh, he was supposed to be like a guy on a motorcycle, right? Yep. And he was yep. gonna, gonna have like one line and then he was supposed to be it and he was supposed to drive out to like Hollywood the next day to to start his acting career. And uh I guess he he was like, fuck it. And he walked back into like the audition office and he's like, Who's auditioning for Elmer, right? Is that what it's called? Yep. And uh, he's like, who's auditioning for Elmer? Or, or I'd, I'd like to audition for Elmer. That's what he said. And then he did. And like, there was like one girl in the office that was there. that was like, oh, I'll, I'll read with you. And I guess he ran into the other room and like picked up like a spoon or like a spatula yeah. or something and just kind of like just went at her, just just went nuts and just scared the shit out of her. And that's what got him the role.
1: <laughs> Fucking I love it, dude. I love it. And Kim Hinkle that co-wrote the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, yeah. um, he also... Like this was supposed to be the true yeah. sequel to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, yeah. So he he wrote uh, and I and, and directed that film, um, yeah. which is which is interesting, man. You know yeah. that that's a that's a strange franchise. That's a whole other episode right there. Uh, oh,
0: I want to do an episode once once that new one comes out. Which honestly, I have a feeling that's going to be the best of like the last couple that have come out. I think I think I got a good feeling do. about it. Yeah, they've I do got too. Fed-
1: they've got Fetty Alvarez who did the 2013 evil dead. um, And and he knocked it out of the park and he's the producer and on this one. And um, I I have, I actually have faith that this is going to be a good one.
0: They got the girl from eighth grade, the Bo Burnham movie. Oh shit. Nice. Yeah. She's in the cast. So that'll be silly. (laughs) Fucking love Bo Burnham. Yeah, dude, me too. That, that special was fantastic. I didn't even finish it, which is kind of sad. Like I only got like halfway and then I just forgot to finish it, but.
1: I, uh, the, the song all eyes on me
0: that he has, like,
1: I, I fucking like, it's just so good. It's, it's a re- like, he's so talented. Cause he's obviously hilarious. Yeah. He's a great actor, but Amazing. he's actually a fucking
0: fantastic songwriter. He's good at everything he does. I mean, I really yeah. believe that like, there's, he just knows what he's doing and he just, he doesn't let anybody get in his way. And I feel like he's never let like an agent or anybody tell him what he can and can't do. He's just going to do it. He's a fucking giant too. He's so fucking tall. Oh yeah. He's like six, four. I think, dude, I, I don't even think, you know, this, but I saw him back in 2010 in Buffalo and this oh, is, I was young. And, uh, yeah, I just, back then I just, uh, I loved his comedy album, which has got like the song, uh, love is and yeah. new math and <laughs> the, the clan cookout and all these like crazy songs. <laughs> um, but anyways, me and my dad went to see them at town ballroom in Buffalo 2010. And we were sitting front row, like dead center and no joke, like in the middle of the show, he, he like nods to me and like, you know, kind of goes like, eh, what's up. Right. And I, I nod back at him. I'm like, Oh, that's sick. And then he goes, dad. And he's talking to my dad. He's like, dad, how old's your son? And my dad goes 14. And then he goes, you were the worst father ever. (laughs) He's like, he's like, how could you bring your son to a show like this? (laughs) And he just embarrassed. He embarrassed my dad in front of everyone. It was so funny. (laughs) That's awesome. That's so fucking cool. But yeah, he's sick. Anyways, um, let's get into the new one here, dude. Yes. So yes, uh, better than three for sure. Yep. Uh, probably like as good as two. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't a little bit better than two, I actually I would say. Not as I, fun as two, but like better in like production wise. Sure. Um two's just a blast. Um yeah. what are what are your thoughts on this new one?
1: Dude, so um I think that this one, you know, obviously like two may be my favorite, but I but I understand that yeah. you know, part one is is the beloved entry in, in the series to, you know, the yeah. the fan to the fans. I get that. Um, I would say that this one is probably equally as good as the original in um, okay. a, a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, it, it's unfortunate, though. So I, I have to compare this movie to Halloween 3, right? Um, okay. And the reason, the reason that I'm comparing it to Halloween 3 is because Halloween 1 was a hit, right? Michael Myers. Yep. Halloween 2 was a hit. Michael yep. Myers. Um, so I'm about to get into like spoilery things. Is that? I, cool? I think
0: I think anybody that's listening to this that is expecting us not to talk about these movies in depth is just an idiot. So yes, okay, it's, it's gotcha. totally fine. Yeah.
1: Okay. So well, you're being warned. Spoiler. Spoiler. So, so Halloween one, Michael Myers. Halloween two, Michael Myers. Halloween three, they decided to reinvent the wheel, right? So John Carpenter yeah. and Deborah Hill wanted to make it, and anth- now we're going to make it an anthology thing, to where every Halloween we're going to release a new Halloween movie with a different story. But they waited too long to do that, right? Because yep. you gave – you created a mold, right? And For sure. in that mold was, was Michael Myers. So when all of a sudden in that mold, now you're like, well, no, you're not getting Michael Myers this time. All it did was piss fans off. Yep. So that's essentially what happened with Candyman 2021 is, yeah. is they wanted to appeal to the fans of – original and the original franchise Mm -hmm. while breaking the mold and doing something else and from the reviews and things that i've seen yeah from from fans is they're they're pissed about it because really you know they're they're pissed about it you know they're they're like you know fuck you know we we got you know tony todd is the candy man and Cause this movie is—it's such a stupid coined
0: term to a spiritual <laughs> sequel to Candyman. <laughs> what the fuck is that? It should just be called Candy Men at this point because there's three of them in this yeah, one. Yeah, dude.
1: There's there is, um, and there's a fourth one that's mentioned and shown in a painting that is never shown in the film. So, mm. um, I'm I'm gonna get into my backstory with with um, Candyman 2021. So, I have a close friend. Who I will not name because I'm pretty sure he signed an NDA and shit like that. Uh, they got to see Candyman 2021 like eight or nine months ago. They went to a test screening somewhere.
2: Okay. Yeah. And
1: and they went, and this person um is is a pretty decent fan of the franchise, right? So yeah. They went they went into it expecting a Candyman movie, right? Because they've yep. they've already created the mold because there's three prior existing films. Yep. So they go to the screening, they watch it, and they were so fucking confused. So the version that they got, yeah. so what we got in theaters was not Jordan Peele and Nia DaCosta's original vision for the film. Okay, okay they had a different vision, and due to test screenings um, and the feedback from the test screenings, they had to go back and tweak things, um, which compromised their original vision to a certain yeah. extent. Um, so in the version that my buddy saw, because he yeah. explained it to me in great detail yeah. is, I mean, the visual effects weren't even completed for it. However, yeah. so it's a rough cut. Yeah. Well, at least not all the visual cuts uh, or uh, yeah. visual effects. So the version they saw is that in all of the Candyman sequences, mm-hmm. you only maybe saw him in a mirror for a split second. A few times. You only saw the candy man's face. One time in the entire movie Ugh. and every scene where the candy man was killing and attacking people, it was reminiscent of the scene in a memory on Elm street where Tina is being attacked by Freddie in front of rod, where it's just an invisible killer. Yeah. So they watched this. My buddy watched this movie that's called candy man. And yeah. literally there was no candy man in the film whatsoever. Right. And then it got to the finale of the movie Wow. And the, the only time so Tony Todd's original cameo spoiler in the film yeah. was so when um Anthony had become the candyman Anthony, right? Yeah and he's walk and he's walking around the car and it's showing the reflections of the other candy man people mm-hmm. that it came before him, right? So yeah. it showed it showed um Sherman the Candyman,
0: Daniel it showed
1: doesn't. Uh, no, 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 different one. Sherman, the, the 1970s Candyman that we saw predominantly throughout. The
0: yeah, Empire. no, I thought you were going to say it showed all of them.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no it, it did. It did. Yeah. So, sorry. Uh, so, it went from, like, it showed Sherman Candyman. It showed the distorted face Candyman, yeah. which you saw you saw a painting of in the film, but you never, they never went into that that Candyman story. Yeah. And then you saw Daniel Robitae's reflection. That was candy uh tony todd's only cameo in the original cut of the film was just his reflection for three seconds crazy and so after the test screening my buddy was like what the fuck and everybody there was like okay so you have a movie called candy man yeah. and you literally don't even show the candy man and then mm. when you do show tony todd he's only a reflection for three seconds like what's the point yeah. in even incorpor- what's the point in even incorporating him at this point so the studio obviously went back and they took all the notes and they went back. And so it looks like they did pickup shots with the Sherman candy, candy man, which dude, I fucking loved his backstory. I thought he was yeah. so eerie, so creepy. And finally we got candy from the candy man. Yeah. Right. Because his, he had a different backstory than Daniel Robitaille. He yeah. was a, he was a guy that this, this is how I interpreted it. Um, so in the 1970s in the projects of Cabrini greens, like yeah. was, was this guy Sherman and, um, they don't explain what happened to his hand, but he did have a, like a normal hook for a hand. Like you would see people back in the day, that would have little hooks that they could use to pick things up with. He didn't have like a deadly hook on his hand. Right. No, but, um, so there, there, you know, times in the Cabrini Greens in the 70s, especially, uh, was very difficult for anyone that lived there, right? There was financial struggles, you know, uh, racial struggles, all these things. And the people that lived in Cabrini Greens led a, a rough life. So how I interpreted it was he had candy in his jacket at all times mm-hmm. to, to give candy to the kids in the neighborhood so they had something good happen to them during their day. right? Because like their lives are hard, you know, their parents live a hard life, which then trickles down to the kids. So the way that I interpreted is that his way of giving back to the kids and giving them something positive and rewarding them for living very tough lives was here's some candy, you know? So what happens with his character is that, uh, a town over a, a little girl ends up getting hurt because she accepted candy from a stranger that had a razor blade in it so yeah. what's the easy go-to is the police are like well that that black guy sherman he likes yeah. to give candy to kids mm-hmm. so they started looking for him so sherman knew that they were looking for him so he hid in a wall in an apartment building yeah and there's i mean there's, there's a lot of plot devices with that but the police come in and they, they brutally beat him to death and yeah in, you know, like what they said in uh, in Candyman uh, 2 is that such an evil, horrendous act can take a good person and kind of imprint an evil into the universe that, that lives on forever through that. So yeah. Sherman ends up becoming another Candyman. He joins the ranks of Daniel Robotai, because they mention in the new one that Daniel Robotai is mm-hmm. the original Candyman, but there are others. Yeah. So... I, I thought that he was Sherman. The candy man was scary as fuck, bro. Like oh, yeah. he creeped me out harder than Tony Todd. And I'm sure I'm going to catch shit for that. But like, dude, <laughs> I, I fucking loved it. Like dude. So what, like his version of candy man is his face is all like fucking beaten, man. So it looks like up. yeah. his eye, one of his eyes is like bloodshot red from having been beaten. Like he's got, now yeah. he's got a prop. Now he's got a proper hook, but the way that, you know, He's coming. Is a fucking random piece of candy will just appear it's falling dropped. on the ground.
0: I love it, dude. I love yeah, it. Yeah, like in the elevator. That was cool. I fucking absolutely love it. Um I, I didn't mean, really what, like what... I didn't really like his like opening though. I didn't, like I don't know. When he, he comes out of the wall in the beginning, it was so obvious that he wasn't really like Candyman yet. And I right. thought that was a weak way to like put the title card in right after that. Cause I was like, what yeah. the fuck is this? Yeah. Like I, I want to see some brutality and then the, then the title card. I don't want to see some like poser candy man in the beginning. And then it's not even really him yet. Yeah. I don't, I like don't know. That.
1: I, I, I dug it, man. I thought like, okay, like, so the way that they sunk me in is that like, okay, if you're going to incorporate, you're breaking the mold at this point. Right. Because yeah, yeah. we're not, we're not, we're not dealing with Daniel Robitaille, uh, We're dealing with Sherman right now. So it's like, the way they could have fucked it up real quick is if they wouldn't have delivered a strong backstory for him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if, if they wouldn't have fully developed him, if they, if they would have just wanted the audience to buy into a guy, just, just because yeah. it all could, it all could have fallen apart. But I do feel like Jordan Peele and Nia Costa, like they, they fucking knocked it out of the park. And also it was a brave yeah. decision, you know, like I was ballsy for sure. Right now, uh, David Bruckner, um, who he just had a movie come out called The Night House. Um, he's doing a Hellraiser yeah. movie for Hulu. Really? And yeah, he's doing a Hellraiser movie that's going directly to Hulu. Okay, and sick. he cast a female actor as Pinhead. So it's going to be a female Pinhead. Get out. It's very fucking, it's ballsy, man, because wow. you're, you're, take, you're, you're, ta- you're, you're taking a franchise that's beloved right Dougie, Dougie
0: must be stoked
1: <laughs> yeah, oh dude I'm sure he's like what the fuck
0: at this point
1: <laughs> at this point he's probably like what the fuck but I mean you're 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 taking a franchise and a thing that's beloved by a target audience and you're going well now that I've got the keys to this fucking car yeah I'm fucking I'm changing it and I mean if you're gonna do it you need to knock it out of the park yeah um but even if you do like I feel like they did knock this transition to a new Candyman, I feel like they knocked it out of the fucking park. Yeah, but you're still gonna have people that are fucking bitter and butthurt and pissed yeah. that yeah. where the fuck is Tony Todd? Tony Todd is the motherfucking Candyman.
0: But luckily, when you do see Tony Todd, it's not three seconds; it's more like ten. Right? Did you say that's about right.
1: Yeah, they. So that was a that was a st- a studio change. Was they yeah. they were like, okay, so like people want more of Tony Todd. What's funny is now when you watch it again you'll understand like going into this movie knowing how it was originally supposed to be it kind of gave me some insight so at the end of the movie where you uh you see that the 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 lead actress is following the anthony Candyman, Mm -hmm. and he's got bees all over his face and when he finally turns around the bees clear and it's tony todd well no it's it's actually not it really was anthony and they cgi'd Tony Todd's face yeah. over Anthony's body because they were like, Well, fuck, they want Tony Todd more. So like rather than having the movie end with Anthony the Candyman, yeah, where he where he looks at his girlfriend and says, Tell everyone, it ends up being Daniel Robotai and he goes, Tell everyone. That, that's major, <laughs> that's that's the biggest spoiler out of the entire movie. So yeah. Um, I did. I did warn that there was going to be spoilers earlier. So, uh,
0: like, I mean, this whole thing is obviously spoilers. I mean, it,
1: yeah. So, but yeah. I mean, the biggest, the biggest, the biggest spoiler is that yes, Tony Todd is in it. Yeah. He's in literally the last ten seconds of the movie, where the bees clear off of the Candyman's face, and it's Daniel Robitaille, and he says, "Tell everyone."
0: <laughs> Imagine if I just like posted a clip of this, like, right in somebody's feed, dude. <laughs>
1: He, people people are sharing spoilers from it and they're yeah. that's that specifically and people are losing their fucking mind yeah
0: that's a dick move dude i, I hate that and i kind of understand why a lot of people like don't watch trailers anymore like i know peter doesn't he doesn't watch any trailers he didn't even watch yeah. Hall- halloween kills yet and i understand because yeah. like even that one like they give so much away that whole movie is pretty much yeah. given away at this point dude um,
1: um yeah. I, I will I will say that, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the humor in this one is there a little bit more, which is it's, it's a nice break from how bleak yeah. it is. I mean, this is social commentary heavy. This movie.
0: Oh, yeah. A lot a lot of race baiting and cop cop hating a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, it, oh, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, for sure. It, the, everything they did, they had purpose for. And I think a lot of the the writing choices worked. And like you said, like they definitely put the work in and and made a kind of intriguing backstory like this whole movie. I was kind of like enthralled in the whole thing. Like I was just intrigued the whole time just to see where it was going to go. And yeah, uh, I think all the characters really in the actors, they did a really good job and they really carried the movie. I, uh,
1: as much as I loved
0: Sherman, the Candyman, like I thought he was the
1: best part of the fucking movie. Like I was still, I was stoked on a lot of the kills in the movie Oh yeah. where the movie falls apart. For me, is the third act where um, okay. you've got the you've got the laundry mat owner that he he was kind of the one filling yeah. Anthony in on the legend of Candyman, right? Like he was there to, to pretty much tell the audience about yeah. Candyman and you know how Candyman came to be and and all these things. that he he incidentally accidentally helped create Sherman the Candyman um, sure. in the be- in the beginning of the film because had he not been startled by Sherman and screamed, the police would have never found him. So he was, you know, kind of accidentally almost responsible for what happened because if he would have never screamed, then Sherman would have never been beaten to death by the cops. And yeah. that version of the Candyman wouldn't have been born. So, and the third act, I mean, there I'll, I'll be talking about this on, on my podcast, Epic film guys as well, but, uh, hell yeah. Um, <clears throat> name drop. Um, <laughs> But um, I mean, there's there's no way for me to not mention the Doctor Sartain from Halloween 2018 comparison, right? So <laughs> yeah. in, in Halloween 2018, Doctor Sartain played Michael Myers' new um, you know psychologist um, yeah. after after Doctor Lewis passed, right? Yeah, he was a likable guy, and he was there to kind of catch you up to date on everything that was going on, and then out of nowhere in the third act, they decided to make him a villain, and out of nowhere, he's like, yeah, we yeah. have we have. We have to bring Michael to Laurie. Yeah. You know, and like he turns evil and like it was all just a plot device to get Michael and Laurie together again, right? Yeah. So for whatever reason, this this laundromat owner in, in Candyman 2021, mm-hmm. he goes from being a likable guy that's knowledgeable on, on the mythos, right? Yeah. Into out of nowhere, left field with no explanation. He wants to help turn Anthony... Who, mind you, Anthony is supposed to be the baby from the original Candyman that yeah. Candyman brings into the fire that Helen Lyle saves, right? Which is which is so fucking cool.
0: Yeah, and he's completely gone at this point. Like mentally, he's just gone. At yeah, this part I mean, of the movie.
1: They they never explained like to me. I, my interpretation of it was that the reason that that bee stung him and he started turning into a Candyman himself physically. Yeah was because he flew too close to the sun. He was getting too close to the candyman to the point where it was infecting him and he was becoming a candyman because he wouldn't leave it alone. That was that was my interpretation of it. But all of a sudden you've got this in the third act, you've got this laundromat guy, right? That like all of a sudden he went from a likable guy that was just knowledgeable and all the shit to where now he's like he's trying to create a new narrative. Like he wants the police to come and kill Anthony yep. in order to, for him, for Anthony to become a police. But you didn't need that. Mm. Like you, it could have been, you know, the police show up at the very end. Like you could have cut the laundromat guy out and Anthony could have kidnapped his own girlfriend because he's losing his fucking mind. He's becoming a candy man. Yeah. And then it could be a situation where he starts coming back out of the darkness. Right. He starts turning back into himself because he's realizing like, fuck, I just need to leave this stuff alone. And it could have been a situation where the, the cops show up and right when he's turning good again, you know, and going back to normal, the cops could have shown up and killed him. And it still would have had the same impact. You didn't need mm-hmm. the laundromat guy being like calling the police and being like, get here, you yeah. know, cause the, he wanted, he wanted to create another Candyman, just like he created Sherman. But like, yeah. why? Like there was no indication that was ever going to be a thing. It was just, to me, it was lazy writing, which, yeah initially in the very very early stages of this jordan peele was writing it with the intention of directing it and yeah it makes me think the fact that he passed on directing this himself and gave it to nia da Costa, was it because he knew that they wrote something that was good but not great and that's uh-huh. why he was like you know what i'm not going to direct this that's kind of how i feel yeah i yeah, mean i don't know
0: i think i think nia did a great job though like overall she did
1: I oh, think. fantastic! And
0: she's she's like a brand new director, right? Like she's only done a couple things. Yeah, she's done a couple things, but this is like her first major feature, so it's pretty impressive work. I mean, the movie's got like ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now. That's pretty damn successful. It's got ninety
1: five percent from film critics that yeah. probably have no emotional investment
0: to the source material. Probably, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> because
1: because what I've been seeing on social media is. Hardcore fans are disappointed, devastated,
0: wow. and, and pissed off. See, I haven't even noticed that yet. I just I saw a couple, couple letterboxed friends and they're like different reviews. I gave it three and a half on my letterbox, but I saw one person give it like two and a half. So I'm kind of curious Woo! what his thoughts were. Um, I mean,
1: I, I would I would give it a, a three out of five for sure if I had to put a rating on it. Yeah. Um, I I would have given it more had they not done the laundromat bit in the third yeah. act yeah. for whatever reason. Like I'm like, dude, that's f- fucking got, it was silly to me that mm-hmm. they would do that because it just, it wasn't necessary. In my yeah. opinion.
0: I don't know. It's definitely got the most changes since the original film. Uh, were there, were there any other changes that you didn't like that they like, um, tweaked or just added?
1: I mean, dude, I, I, I love the idea that there could be multiple Candyman entities right yeah. like i think i think that's yeah. fucking fantastic because you know unfortunately we still live in, in an era where all, all these horrific racial injustices happen and police brutalities happen and yeah you know i and i think that's an interesting move because they never have to make things stale should this movie be an absolute box office smash and they decide to make another one yeah they don't have to do a direct sequel to this one it could be another Candyman. you're right you know, yeah. I don't know. Um I I did appreciate that this is the first entry in the entire franchise where uh it wasn't a female, you know, protagonist. Yeah. Uh that was, you know, being stalked by Candyman, you know, be my victim. It was, you know, it was a guy that had a uh a, a link to the original Candyman yeah. himself and you know, that's another thing that you could, you could draw comparisons to is like, maybe he started becoming after that bee sting. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was always his destiny. You know, maybe the, the, the Daniel Robitaille literally imprinted himself on the child when he was kidnapped. And, you know, there's, there's, there's going to be different fan theories and things like that. But, uh, you know, I, I think that it was, it was really clever the way that they, they approached this and they opened up a door for this that, um, could be exciting for future installments, should should that happen. But ultimately, I feel like it's it's rubbing longtime fans the wrong way.
0: They should have just called it Candyman: The Bee Coming. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been fucking awesome. <laughs> that would have been sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, missed uh, opportunity. Yeah, yeah, he blew it. Uh, so for kills, uh, personally, I liked that kill with the the film critic, the one chick that you know you see her levitating, and there's like that slow pan. Out of like the city view, and you just see her just start levitating like through her windows, and then he, he just like slams her into the windows, and she's just like the blood's spreading across the the whole the whole thing. That was crazy,
1: dude. <laughs> that's my that's also my favorite kill in the entire film. Is that like, dude, he so cool. slams he slams her up against the glass, and but then like yeah. walks her across the glass like he's wiping a bug off a fucking windshield.
0: Dude. Yeah, that definitely was my favorite kill. <laughs> the, I mean, yeah. The, the, I, uh, Say what you're saying.
1: No, I was just—I—that I, was my favorite kill. I loved it.
0: Yeah, and I, I love the—the the scene with the girls in the bathroom was pretty cool. Um, I had already seen like a clip of that though. That's like another thing that kind of spoiled that for me. Sure, um, that would have been cool if I just like saw that in the movies. But, um, that was cool. I'm trying to think of like any other kills that I really like. You,
1: you know, another another thing that I really appreciated about this movie. So. In the original three Candyman films, yeah, the, can- the Candyman would kill anyone close to uh, his his lead victim Attack, that he was yeah. that he was that he was he was tormenting, right? Yeah. So like he was killing straight up like just straight innocent people, innocent people, innocent people. Yeah. What I liked about this one is that he the Candyman Sherman the Candyman wasn't doing that. He was killing people that deserved it right yeah. yep. like or not necessarily deserve to die but people that were not kind that were not good people is who yeah. he was killing right yeah. so yeah. like you know um the guy that that runs the art house like was a fucking dick Yeah, he was killed <laughs> right right he was a fucking dick the critic was so dismissive uh oh, she of, was of, of anthony's work and and you know like the the struggles that he was trying to capture in his artwork like she yeah. just just dismissed him. So she's fucking gone. The girls in the (laughs) bathroom, the girls in the bathroom were fucking teasing the, uh, the African-American chick that was in the bathroom stall. They fucking, they fucking get it. Like it just, you know, the cops at the end, they fucking get it. You know, it's just, everybody got it. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone, everyone got it. But like in this movie, it didn't seem like the people who got it were Innocent. It seemed like all of them were kind of uh, guilty, of, something. Gu- guilty yeah. of being not great people. So I, I liked that aspect a lot.
0: Yeah, like, glad you pointed that out. Yeah.
1: yeah,
0: yeah, you're definitely right about that. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of the other ones. You're just like, damn, you're killing that person off. They're a good person.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, dude, the Candyman was just murking whoever the fuck in, in the original film.
0: <laughs> Slice and dice. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I liked I like the fact that they brought the uh, the theme back for the end credits. That was cool. Yep, love that. Um, the little like art art things they did with the credit sequences were cool. Like the little like pop up characters and stuff from the shadows. That was cool. I loved the upside down city shots in the beginning. Oh, the title sequence. Yeah, that was cool. That was great. It's kind of like mesmerizing. It was great.
1: Um, I man, kind of a bummer that. Uh, the the only actress that that reprised her, you know, their role from the original film outside of Tony Todd's Candyman uh, oh, yeah, cameo yeah. was the mom from the original.
0: And was that the same actress? Because I was wondering yes. the whole time that really was
1: 100 percent the same actress. And she has not she is not aged a
0: fucking day. She looks younger in this almost. <laughs> dude, dude, she looks awesome. I wish we would have gotten more of her in the film. Yeah, she was fantastic.
1: I mean her like she literally had one one scene and you see it in the trailer.
0: Yeah, she's like no don't don't say that name.
1: <laughs> I fucking dude, I I I have that like just that little clip saved on my phone. So like I use it almost like a meme when one one of my friends says something stupid through a text message or whatever like I send them that little clip it's like yeah. no. Mm-mm. Don't say it. Snap snap. Don't say yeah. that.
0: Don't say that. that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, she is like amazing in the original though. Like dude, like where she's like over the crib and she's just like screaming maniacally because her baby's gone dude. that. That bothers me. Yeah.
1: Yeah. She, she's a great actress, man. I wish Fantastic. we would have gotten, wish we would have gotten more, more of her in this film, but uh, mm. you know, her, her scene was, was very effective and it, it ties it very, very nicely together to yeah. uh, the, the original. And like, there was a couple other little things that they mm. tie uh, into the original. Like they actually showed a picture of Virginia Madsen's uh, Helen Lyle,
0: Oh yeah. I love all um, the callbacks to Helen. That was cool.
1: That was really cool, man. Um, I, I, I dig it. I, I really, man, you know, like what I, what I said for, uh, you know, my, my overall thoughts on, on yeah. Candyman was that here, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what I said. Uh, <laughs> Candyman 2021 has its triumphs. It also has its fair amount of hindrance that keeps it from being an absolute home run. However, yeah go to the theater, see this movie. I'm not a huge fan of the original series. That being said, I had fun with Candyman 2021 and was for the most part very satisfied. There is plenty of creepy imagery and scary folklore to entertain entertain and give you the creepies. But longtime fans may want to say Candyman 10 times in the mirror instead of just five in hopes of getting what they loved out of the source
0: material. Yes, that's, that's well said for sure.
1: Yeah, that, that completely wraps up how I feel about it. Like I fucking really, really enjoyed it. And I, I'm definitely going to like, you know, revisit this one, um, when it gets released, you know, digitally or on video or whatever the fuck. Um, but I'm not, I'm not the person that has lived and breathed Candyman. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm a fair weather fan. I'm like, eh, it's fine. Yeah. Candyman's okay. It's not my thing. Um, I do feel bad for the people um, who do love it because I couldn't imagine going to see like a fucking Nightmare on Elm Street new entry in the series and like Freddy not being in it. It's like, oh no, there's a new, there's a new Freddy.
0: Yeah.
1: Like no. it, it, it's a new like now. You know, there's multiple Freddies now, and it's like I, I would have been a little bummed it, it, as well. So I, I definitely get why some people are upset.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, overall, I, I don't, I don't think anybody should be super upset with this one. I think, I think it's definitely thought outside the box. Like they, they really put the work in to try to do something different and I can respect that. Cause if this was like a same rehashing of the first three, I think we would just be like, all right, enough of this already.
1: Been there, done that. You know, I, I, I applaud them for doing something different. I just, yeah. I just think like, you know, they could have taken the Sherman Candyman, which I loved, but also yeah. do do a split, right? The fact that there are these different candyman entities, right? Yeah. It could have it could have been Sherman and it could have been Daniel Robotai, like an equal split. There could have been some scenes yeah. with with Daniel yeah. Robotai yeah. and then other scenes with Sherman, and it could have been a split. And I feel like fans would have been fucking fully embrace of this movie, but instead they were like, Well, now we're gonna use this brand new candyman instead. And also we're yeah. now we're creating an even newer Candyman. i don't know like i feel like there was other workarounds they could have done but they they made their decisions and yeah you know that's the film
0: we got yeah and i, I just think i thought the atmosphere was good and there definitely was like a sense of dread throughout the movie and it, it definitely kept me intrigued like i said like the whole time i was i was enjoying it so yeah i think, I think it's solid
1: i do too i, I do too i, I enjoyed it um, that's why you know i really i really hope that fans go out and a see this because it's 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 a good movie, but yeah. B to support horror, you know. Um absolutely. You know, money, money talks. So when when a horror movie makes money, other studios go, well fuck, we could make a horror movie. Exactly. And then we get more horror movies. So um I'm not saying go and see every horror movie because some movies are pieces of shit and yeah <laughs> we you know I understand why we don't watch them but uh this is a good one and, and I think people should go out and see it and give it a chance and go into it with with open expectations and n- not the expectation that you're going to get the candy man that, that you're accustomed to getting. And yeah, you know, the three films that came before this one, this, this, you're getting a brand new thing yeah. that, that's trying brand new things and it's breaking new ground. And it's, to me, it was, it was exciting.
0: Yeah. going with an open mind, you know? Yep. Don't, don't expect the same old shit.
1: <laughs> no, no. Cause you're not going to get it with this one. You're getting something very different.
0: You get a lot of gatekeepers that go in and they just automatically shit on it in the first five minutes. And that's just like, come on, give it a chance. I
1: I feel like a, a good percentage of people to go into this once they realize they're not getting the Tony Todd Candyman. Like Yeah. Like once once you're halfway through the movie and then you're like, Oh fuck, we're not getting that. I feel like fans are a lot of them are just gonna I'm out. Like mentally I'm checked out. I don't fucking like this thing.
0: What are your thoughts? What are your whole thoughts on like movie franchises renaming the movie like the original title like the halloween from 2018 the new screen movie that's coming out i mean it's obviously like for money more than anything that they do that
1: yeah i mean that's exactly what it is i was i was at halloween 40 years of terror right um fantastic you were there right
0: oh so good yeah we hung out for a little bit like a little bit
1: yeah that's right that's right that's right um it was a fucking blur (laughs) it was fucking awesome though but uh
0: yeah i I barely saw you there It it was a kind of quick thing
1: I had a lot of fucking autographs to get, man.
0: Um Me but
1: too. I was at the uh the panel
0: for the new film and somebody
1: like point blank was like, "Why did you name the movie Halloween?"
0: Oh no way. Somebody said
1: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and Ryan Turk directly was like, "Look, I'm I'm going to be honest with you guys. Um hmm. if we would have called it Halloween and then, you know, added like another thing like Halloween Evil Rises, right? It yeah. it alerts people that Okay, well, you're getting part, you know, 11 or 11 or 12, yeah, of yeah, this this franchise, right? If we would have called it anything else, like mm-hmm. it's potentially less return. They said, however, fans love Halloween. Like yeah. Halloween is a beloved film. So if we call the movie Halloween, people are going to be more inclined to go see it. Yeah. Like Halloween, just keep it simple just like the original by calling it the same exact name people will show up to it and instead of giving you another remake which we know you yeah. guys don't want we're actually giving you a sequel yeah we're just calling it the same name but it's, it's kind of silly because then at that point like i mean this whole this whole podcast i've been saying like how uh candy man 2021 <laughs> yeah. so that's what this is going to be fucking known as like scream will be scream 2022 you yeah. know what i mean um so i I think it's really silly, but I understand. Like, like I said earlier, it's show business. You got to do what's going to make you money, mm-hmm. and you know we're still getting something that we're excited about. So, fuck it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> they don't consult us about this kind of stuff, right?
0: <laughs> what I want to know is how the hell did they get greenlit for a whole trilogy of those Halloween movies? Like, you know, Halloween, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. Like, who got the okay for that? How how did that work? That's what I want to know.
1: So it wasn't initially that they got the okay for all three. They uh at one point they wanted to film they had the idea and the story for yeah. part 2 and they wanted to film them back to back and the studio said, "Well, we need to make sure that part 1's going to be a success. We can't pull a fucking avatar and go and film a yeah. bunch of movies." Cuz they wanted to film them back to back. Yeah. Um and so Blumhouse said, "Look, we're going to do just the one. Make sure that you end it in a way that you know, if this is the only one we make, it will still have a satisfying enough ending and not a cliffhanger. Yeah. So they said, okay. And once Halloween 2018 started breaking records, they immediately said, okay, we, we have something here. We're going to green light, Two more. you know, Halloween kills and Halloween ends. Uh, right. They didn't, they, they did not film them back to back. Yeah. Um, you know, cause they still need to film Halloween ends. Um, but from what I've, what I've been told through the grapevine is that, you know, so Halloween Kills takes place the same night as Halloween 2018. Yeah. From from what I've been told, is that Halloween Ends takes place like a couple years after the events of Halloween Kills. So at least we're going to have a little bit of a time jump, which will make sense because by the time that they go out and start filming this thing, and by the time that it's out, it'll be you know
0: a couple years later. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know that Halloween Ends starts filming on January 10th. Uh James Does it. James Jude Courtney told me himself. So no shit. Yeah, he said January 10th. And I, I think it's back in like North Carolina, which is where they did yeah. kills. Yeah. Um I wonder why, 2018. Yeah, I wonder what well 2018 was South Carolina, right? Or is it both?
1: No, no, you're you no, you're right, you're right.
0: I wonder why they jumped north. Tax tax break, I'm sure. A little better. Yeah, tax break, I'm sure. Dude,
1: I, I was almost fucking brought on as uh, an extra.
0: Me too. Yeah, on, which, on the first one and how first one. Yeah. Yeah. as like a photographer.
1: No, I was, I was almost brought on as an, as an extra in a scene, man. I, uh, I had yeah. signed up, I had signed up like, you know, sent a headshot and like different yeah. things yeah. and uh dude they hit me back and they were like, can you work tomorrow? Oh. And, and I was like, no, I dude, I said, I said, yes, I can. And then I didn't hear anything for a couple hours and they responded back and they're like, Hey, I'm I'm sorry. We actually have filled. So like, thank you so much. And we'll keep you in mind. I was like, fuck.
0: That sucks. No, I was saying, I was saying I signed up to be an extra too, but it was for like a photographer, like in a scene where like, there was like paparazzi.
1: Oh shit. That was probably the gas station scene.
0: I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I signed up for that and I I didn't hear anything back. So that kind of sucks. But, um, Hey, hopefully they do that for Halloween ends, dude. Like this is like our last chance to get on this fucking set. I I, I will stop whatever I'm doing. I will quit my job. I want to be on the set for Halloween. Same, <laughs> same,
1: same, dude. I'm at least it, it's close enough to me that, I mean, it's like five, six hours. Yeah. It's close enough to me that like, dude, if I get solid information that yeah. they're filming somewhere, like I'm at least going to go and hang out, man.
0: Absolutely. And I wonder if Sean, Sean Clark will probably be there I am on set. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, dude, he gets to do all that cool shit. Yeah, he, he's got the hookups. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure anybody that gets to work on that is going to be stoked because this is... I, I I doubt it's the last chance because I, I'm sure kills and ends are going to kill and then there's going to be Halloween. Oh, here we go again.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, that's hell what, yeah,
0: dude. That's what they're going to call it. <laughs> here we go again.
1: <laughs> no matter what, they have to end with 22. They have to stop making them at 22. Why because, 22? Um, so Donald Pleasance asked... Uh, Mustafa Akkad he goes, you know, how how many of these are you going to make? And Mustafa asked Donald, he goes, well how many do you want to make? And Donald Pleasant said, you know, I think that I'll end at 22. And uh, Mustafa Mustafa Akad said, okay, then we're only going to make 22 of them.
0: Wow, that's funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it Just, was like a like a joke between them but like, you know, Mustafa had mentioned he was like, yeah, I guess we have to end
0: it after 22. Uh, I wonder if that's gonna include the Rob Zombie ones. Have to, man. So are you a fan of the zombie ones? I am. I um I am I, too. I was confused
1: by it the first couple times I watched it, and I was of course comparing it to the original. And it's an unfair comparison because so Halloween, different. the original Halloween is is my all-time favorite film. Like I fucking yeah. I live and I breathe and I love that movie. Yeah. Um so going into a redneck vulgar <laughs> dirty interpretation of that story was confusing as shit i'm like what the fuck is this
0: oh my god
1: you know um i'm like dude laurie is finger banging a bagel right now like what the fuck am it's i watching
0: so stupid it's so funny dude every time but- we see every time we see dag we just fuck with him we go my bag grab it <laughs> we that's awesome every
1: time dude that's awesome that's awesome yeah i uh you know what's funny quick quick dig story um is, <laughs> oh, great so when i met him um it was several years ago at the new jersey uh horror convention Not new so jersey
0: horror.
1: no new jersey horror con
0: oh okay okay
1: um and i went
0: to shake his hand and oh he, dude he did that to me too He he pulled his hand away
1: Dude, and then he daps you, right? He does a fist bump instead. Yeah,
0: dude, he did that to me at a uh, fucking midsummer scream, I think, a couple of years ago, or LA scare, or scare, LA scare con, whatever that was called. I don't know. Right. But yeah, he did the same thing to me, and that was the first time I met him. And yeah, was- I,
1: I like went. I went to shake his hand, and like he went to shake my hand, and then he goes, "Oh fuck, you almost got me!" And he balled his fist up, and he went to give me a dap, and was like, "Dude, I I just." you know there's so many germs at these conventions that i just i don't shake hands like but i'll give you a fist bump yeah i was like i was like oh that's cool but it was the first time weird that that had ever happened to me at an event and man that motherfucker was ahead of the curve like that was like pre-pandemic and now nobody wants to fucking shake hands so i get it now
0: yeah no i mean i definitely get it you know you're shaking hands all day you're gonna get sick he probably just don't want to get sick but yeah that turned me off too the first time i met him i was like weird like I don't even think I got an autograph from him then because it was just kind of like, that's, that's awkward. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Tiffy Hedron from The Birds did that to me too, but she was cool.
1: Yeah, super old though, so I get
0: it. Yeah, no, for sure. But um, yeah, the, the, I like the Rob Zombie ones, especially the first one. I, I just, I think it's hilarious. And I don't, honestly, Tyler Maine, not my favorite Michael, but definitely a scary Michael.
1: I, I was going to say he's not my favorite Michael either. Um, however... Yeah. He's the most imposing and the scariest, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, he's the kind of Michael I don't want to be near.
1: Fuck no. He,
0: he's the Michael you don't get away from, pretty much. No, terrifying. Yeah, if he's, he, if he's even in a, in a hospital or wherever, wherever the setting is, like he's going to find you no matter where you're at. Terrifying. And your death is <laughs> going to be terrible. And that's why I like the second one, because even though a lot of people shit on the second Rob Zombie one, I feel like it's just super brutal.
1: I love it, dude. When he stabs that nurse. Oh, uh, Octavia Spencer. Like th- yeah David spencer like he
0: jesus christ that was brutal man then yeah, just you, you hear his like grunts he's like, rrr, rrr, yeah, like dude. oh dude it's amazing i love yeah. it yeah but um yeah it's kind of sad we never saw a third rob zombie one i kind of wanted one more
1: i have the script for it and i've read it and it's fan fucking tastic
0: is it actually good yeah it's very very good um did you sign an nda you can't talk about it
1: No, <laughs> no 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 it uh it, I mean, it's out there, man. Um, wasn't it originally going to be like 3d? Yes. Yeah. And it, uh, it was written by, I I believe it was, uh, Patrick farmer and or Todd farmer and Patrick Dunstan or something like that.
0: Oh, the dude.
1: No, 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 no. Pat, Patrick Lussier and Todd farmer. There we go. Todd Um, farmer
0: from like Jason X fame.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, so what they were going to do is, uh, it was going to definitely follow, um, Rob Zombies 2, but it was it was going yeah. to bring the franchise back in a more traditional way while also doing a sequel to that one. Yeah. Um it, it took place um with Lori in a mental institution, and Michael helps her break out and um they they kind of team up together, and then um Michael escapes and she ends up being locked back up into the institution. And one of the people that Michael and Lori attack is this chick who goes crazy after like almost getting killed mm-hmm. and she gets sent to the mental institution that Lori's in and then like Michael's going to come and like like break into the mental institution again or like it, and Tom Atkins was going to
0: be a doctor in it
1: um mm-hmm. it was going to be a whole thing dude it's a, it's a fucking it was a great story man
0: yeah it's kind of a bummer that didn't happen i wonder why that happened was was he working on um, something else or something
1: n- no so it was actually greenlit and yeah. It it was in pre-production and like actively in pre-production. They even had a start date, which is devastating to a filmmaker. I'm sure when it's like, you have a start date and you're like, this is happening. And then to have the rug pulled out from you and um, Weinstein company had some financial troubles. And this was like pre, you know, all the Harvey Weinstein shit, Um, but they, they were having financial troubles. They had a movie that bombed so hard and all of a sudden, you know, several days, you know, or like a few weeks out before filming, they get the phone call like, "No, we're shutting down," so yeah. got canceled.
0: Damn, all all in the realm of cancel culture. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> but not for those reasons.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Well, dude, thank you so much for doing this. This was just fun. Just talking, dude. Yeah, man. Talking some bullshit on the Candyman movies. Dude, Overall, not some- a, not a bad. Not a bad franchise, just a fun franchise.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 fine. It's not for me, but uh I moments. definitely I I get why people like it. It's just, you know, everything can't be for everyone, and this is this was one that was not for me. But yeah, I will say I, I did enjoy part two and mm-hmm. I enjoyed the new one, the new one, uh Candyman 2021 quite a bit.
0: So if you had to rank them, it would be two, then the new one, then the original, then three? Yes. Okay. Solid. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, is there anything else you're looking forward to that's coming out soon
1: uh halloween kills for sure uh texas chainsaw massacre which is a direct sequel to the original yeah um evil dead rise
0: yeah even without um, bruce even,
1: even without bruce man i'm I'm cool i i was happy with the conclusion of the evil dead franchise with with ash with ash versus evil dead
0: good show and I, I didn't I ever finish it but it's good
1: I fucking love it, dude. I love it. And, and I was okay with the ending because evil never dies. And that's yeah. why we have, we have ash out in the universe, you know, mm-hmm. fighting it. So I was cool with that ending.
0: Did you get to catch a, a trailer for malignant the new James Wan one? Yeah,
1: I, I did. Um, I don't know
0: how I feel about that one. You don't know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure either. It's going to have to, it's going to be a blind watch on that one. I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It looks I mean, like it shot very well though. That's the one thing like the cinematography. is sure. pretty cool.
1: For sure. And, and, you know, I love James Wan and um, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll support anything that he, that he does, but uh I, trailer didn't blow me away.
0: No. Okay. No. Pretty fair. Um, so where can your fans find you?
1: Um, so follow us on, and I say us because uh, I am a co-host of Epic film guys, brain stew. So you can find us on all social media platforms, epic, film guys okay. um so like like us on all the social medias um as far as if you want to follow me directly it's jt underscore pumpkin underscore guts g-u-t-z um oh, yeah. that's on a that's on instagram um and the yeah, podcast
0: man. is like a, tri- a trio right it was like three of you guys
1: Um, so me and Justin are the mainstay and, uh, Gerald, uh, is one of our friends that he'll, he'll come on when he can. Uh, he's, he's been very busy. Um, but also, you know, we're going to get different, different people on and dude, we would love to have you on, man.
0: I'd fucking love to be on it. So what, what, what's your whole like shtick? What do you guys do? Like kind of like what we did today or is it a little bit different?
1: Yeah, so we we discuss, um, you know, like we did, you know, we'll do we'll do retrospectives um, on okay. beloved franchises and, and films, and where we we just go really really in depth on our conversations and our thoughts on those films, yeah. and then we do another one that's called uh, Fresh Fright Reviews, which is brand new films that come out. So we're doing Candyman. Um, I think we're recording tomorrow uh, for Candyman. So
0: I did I did your your Candyman first, man. That's awesome. Dude. <laughs> dude, I'm looking forward to it though. How, how long are your episodes typically?
1: Um, typically about an hour, hour and some change.
0: Oh, cool. So that's short and sweet. That's pretty good.
1: Yeah. Um, and then, um, you know, one cool thing about our show is we do, we do a segment called trash it or treasure it. Um, so there, 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 there can be no like, like middle ground. Right. So like whether it's a, <laughs> whether it's a retrospective or it's a fresh, or it's a fresh fright review, is this movie a movie that you treasure or is yeah. it one that you trash and you don't give a shit about and you don't plan on, you know, necessarily <laughs> going back and watching it. Oh, um, man.
0: You guys are just trying to make convention en- enemies.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. So, uh, you know, our first episode was, uh, escape from LA, which is very oh, much no. most people's trash. Um, <laughs> I, 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 treasure it. Cause I love snake Plissken and I love John Carpenter. And yeah. I think it's a really cheesy, entertaining movie, but like, that's, that's one of the things that we do is, is trash to treasure it. And, you know, um, we're going to here and there, we're going to do, uh, you know, some celebrity interviews, um, if it's poignant to some, some topics that we're discussing, uh, we're going to bring in some people, but, uh, you know, we're looking forward to having some, some guest hosts in, and like I so said, definitely looking forward to having you on the show.
0: I'd fucking for love sure. to at any time. Like, is there anything coming up that I'd be a good fit for that, you know, of, or is it something you can't say?
1: Um, no, we've got some things in, in, in the work, man, the works. um, yeah, um I mean we typically we try to keep it it relevant to you know what's going on whether it's an anniversary of uh of a film or yeah, for sure. you know a new fi- new film is coming out but like dude would would definitely love to have you on at
0: some point for sure. You should do one for Malignant because that comes out September 9th. That's pretty that's pretty soon. I know you guys do one for Nighthouse. Uh, I enjoyed Nighthouse by the way.
1: Yeah, I, I thought Nighthouse was uh it, it was a good movie. It's pretty um, solid. Confusing at the end because it was kind of left up yeah. to interpretation but uh yeah. But yeah, man. Um, so that's kind of kind of what we're doing. You know, we've, we've, you know, Epic film guys has been around for years and years now. Um, you know, they uh, Justin has, has kind of built a, Justin and his different cohorts, whether it was Nick or, or Brian Loy have, have built a, uh, a, yeah. a loyal fan base. And so when me and Justin have been friends for years. So when he decided to branch out and do Epic film guys Presents brain stew yeah. and he was like, Hey, do you want to do this? You know, it was, it was a no brainer for me, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah, um, dude. so uh so we've got uh you know we've got just two episodes under our belt so far but this is something that we're we're in it for the long run man
0: hell yeah and are, are there any other conventions you're planning on going to just the creature feature one so
1: i'm doing creature feature tomorrow and then i think i'm gonna do uh connecticut horror con because it's got you know the thing is one of my all-time favorite movies um so
0: good dude
1: and they've got a little mini reunion going on and i'm like an idiot dude i've already got so many thing pieces that i'm working yeah. on like i have like 11 by 17 i've got 12 by 18 i've got yeah. an, an 18 by 24 poster and like an idiot i was <laughs> like i just i, I just got a, a full-size poster back from a john carpenter signing signed by carpenter so now i'm like oh man i gotta add the cast that's funny. so so yeah, I'll be going to that to, to grab them. But yeah, I don't know if I'm doing any other shows outside of that this year, man. I think that might be it for me. And it's the, my show tomorrow is the first one that I've, I'm attending in almost
0: two years. And that's, that's Gettysburg? Yep. That's, that's the, where the first convention I ever went to was. I went to no horror, shit. horror Find in 2011 was the first one I ever went to. Dude, I remember Horror Find. I went to yep. one of those shows. It was solid. I really liked that one. I thought that's, that's one of my favorites of all time. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember if it, you know, at least did you like it?
1: Yeah, I did. I, I dug it a lot, dude.
0: That's that's when they were $20 a piece. And yep. I don't know if that was the same convention. Wasn't it like Sharonville or was that was that the convention center? Uh, dude, I have I, I have no idea. But I just, I just remember, dude, there was the convention center and then you walk out and there was like a buffet restaurant. And then past that was like a movie theater. And that's where they did like the film festival. Oh, that's that awesome. I just thought it was cool. Like the whole layout of it. I've never seen it like that. Hell and, yeah. And just, you you could see celebrities everywhere and they were all just hanging out at all times. You that's know, awesome. So, some conventions seem like, you know, it's just hard, hard to come, come by them besides like right at the table. Exactly. And I like when it's easier like that. Oh, for but, sure. So who, who else is at creature feature this weekend?
1: Um, so they have like a children of the corn reunion. They have, so the people that I'm going for, uh, nice. specifically was, uh, Andrew Byron from, uh, Texas. Bur-
0: Burdursky dude, the one <laughs> I, I'm happy you brought him up again. The one time I met him, he was fucking high on Coke.
1: Oh dude. He's, he's a maniac from what I, what I've heard. So I'm, 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 I'm anticipating having a funny story to tell the next time we link up on podcast.
0: Hell yeah, dude. I met him, I met him at the rainbow and he like, he got like real pissed when my friend asked him for a picture. Uh, he was, was kind of out of it, though. Like, I kind of understand. Yeah. He, was, he just didn't. He don't want to be like seen like that. Like, oh, for sure. In a pic. <laughs> yeah.
1: Fucking. Yeah. He From what I've heard, he's out there. I'm going to meet uh, Oliver
0: Robbins from uh, Poltergeist. Oh, Poltergeist. Dude, that's sick.
1: Yeah. Um, who the fuck else? You know, Nancy Loomis from Halloween and the fog oh, is going to be there. Come on,
0: dude. Can you yeah. ask? Can you ask her for me? Just straight up ask her if she could sign my Halloween poster. I'm like, I swear to God, I, I need her. It. I need her. I need Jamie and I need Kyle Richards, and I that's it. You. And if and if I'm being you. like particular, I need like that one other bully kid from like the pumpkin smashing scene.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, dude, you got it. I will. Uh, I will definitely ask
0: her. Where is that kid, by the way? There, that one kid I'm talking about, not uh, not Mickey Ablons and not the one that dies. Dude, I don't know, man. I don't he's know. One, I don't... He's the one extra one I need to get. That's it.
1: Boogeyman's gonna get you.
0: Yeah, is that it was yeah, you're right. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where he's at, but no idea. I, I no bet idea, not but, a lot of people have his autograph.
1: And I think I'm gonna get a John Amplis uh from Creep Show, uh from the Father's Day segment to sign my creep show oh, poster so that that, that Yeah, Romero signed it. So I'm like, you know, I think I'll add a couple other people to this thing now.
0: Yeah, no, oh, that's sweet. That's a pretty good lineup. Yeah,
1: uh, but I gotta wake up and like fucking f- four hours because i'm picking my buddy up uh oh, yeah. and we're going so yeah hell it's yeah. uh i'll be pounding some fucking energy drinks
0: there you go well have a great night uh thank you so much again for doing this and dude, let's keep thanks. In touch.
1: D- oh, dude thanks do you know that we we fucking talk pretty often man yeah, so yeah, that, dude. that's that's not changing so uh dude thanks <laughs> for having me on and uh absolutely fucking uh good times man
0: yeah for sure have a good time tomorrow all right brother talk right. to you soon i'll see you bye, bye. Who can take a sunrise, sprinkle it with dew, cover it in chocolate and a miracle or two? The Candyman. The Candyman can. The Candyman can. he mixes it with love and makes the world taste good. <coughs> <coughs>